<laughs> the hardest These are hard-hitting the- questions with both positive answers. Hey, now, nit- Nitwick t- tackles the tough subjects. You know, like, what controller is the one to go with? Loot boxes, are they bad? Games, are they fun? We Answer, handle it. Probably. Hot dogs, <laughs> probably. are they sandwiches? We're not doing that. We're not doing Answer, that. That was annoying. Probably? It's never coming back. I don't want to know anything about it. We're done with it. Hello, strangers on the internet. Welcome to Nitwick, the podcast about friends, video games, and candles. Welcome to the new year. It's a wild one, brimming with hot and exciting games and hot and exciting games-related news. It's time to come and reflect, recollect, and really just wrap it all up in a nice package and put our thoughts down somewhere. My name's Drew Fasciano, and uh, my New Year's resolution for this year is to use my calendar a little bit more and uh, not have things get lost from my mind space. And that's what I'm about. Hi, hello. Do you have a calendar? Like, did you pick one up uh, for I, the new year? I got a digital one. I got a physical one on the way. I'm, I'm gonna be organized and my events are gonna be tracked and ordered and it's gonna be great, Adam. You can't I can't stop wait me. for your giant Mayan stone tablet to come in so you can track the stars for your calendar. <laughs> That's both impractical and annoying, but I'll try it. Wow. Wow. How did fucking, like, shade throw in the Mayans? What? Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> hello, everybody. My name is Adam, um, and my New Year's resolution is kind of similar to the one I've had before, where it's, hey, I'm going to try to stay more on top of things. Kind of kind of what Drew was saying, um, where I have a bunch of mini resolutions for each month that I'm going to try to tackle. I, I did that one year before, and it was really it worked out really well. Uh, for like example, one year is like, I'm going to, or for one month, I'm going to try to make sure I'm way better at replying to messages more on time instead of, you know, looking at them a month later and going, oh crap, that's right. You've gotten a little better at that. You've gotten a little better at that. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic third voice. Who are you and what did you plan to do for the new year? I'm Zach. <clears throat> if you didn't know. I didn't. It'd be a little, a little odd if you didn't though that's right this is like 59 episodes and if you haven't figured this out well if you haven't i mean if you're new to the podcast hi there i'm zach um but if you're you're returning member to the podcast um i'm not sure how you don't know who i am it'd be very selective memory Mm. but anyway my new year's resolution i mean i have i suppose i have two now um my new year's resolution is to not let my anxiety stop me from doing things hooray what you know that's that's a big one that's a big one i know it feels really heavy um mm-hmm. but if i want my gaming new year's resolution i'm gonna one up you all with a gaming one awesome. uh i am going my new my gaming new year's resolution is to play complete and stream deadly premonition yes Yes! That would be a mighty, mighty resolution indeed. And I've told you guys about this before. I am going to promo the living hell out of this because I want He's gonna, people to watch this. I want you to like, do never, it. out of it. Never. I have barely seen any of Deadly Premonition. <clears throat> I just know it's weird and I know it'll be funny and I know people will watch me play it. Or so help me God, I'll kill them. Yeah. And so I need to go contact a friend of mine because I completed Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. 
And so now I'm like, okay, I'm done streaming that. Now I need to stream Deadly Premonition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when are you going to do Doki Doki Literature Club, man? Oh my yeah, god, dude. you guys have started? to be in the room with me. When it all started. Yeah, man. Come on, coward. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, oh my god. Yeah, it's just, they're just girls on the screen. How hard, how hard could it be? How scurry could it be? <laughs> Too spooky for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, these are all great resolutions. Yes. I, I hope, I, uh, hope we all do well at them. Me, me, I me hope too. I do well. I hope you do well. I hope you also do well. And audience members, we help you do well in whatever your resolution you have. Thanks for listening. Uh, speaking have of a which, sorry, it, so- it sounded like we were <laughs> capping off the episode so bad. That's right, episode over. <laughs> New Year's resolution: short episodes, under five minutes. Let's go. Uh, I think uh, we've speaking of which, uh, speaking yeah. of which, yes, I have all of our resolutions that we made for 2018. Um, from our last episode, I think it was like, I think it was called, now that's what I called hopes and dreams. Mm. And we all made resolutions and I'd like to read them back to you and see how we did. Oh, how exciting. Let's, let, let's go ahead and do that. So Drew, your new year's resolution for 2018 was to listen to more soundtracks or more game soundtracks. How'd you do? Okay. So I feel like... In the past, I have been more hooked into sweet gaming music. Um, like, in past years, I know I've been better about it. This year, you know, I, I got into some ambient tracks. I I think what did it is I didn't get as much of a breadth of music as I wanted, but I got real hip to some of that Castlevania music. So, I, yeah. feel, I feel pretty good about that. Oh, yeah. As a whole... Can I just can yes. I just say something about music, about game soundtracks? Sure. Mm-hmm. In particular. Um... My entire D&D campaign is basically inspired by, like, four or five-ish OSTs. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it is pretty much, like, basically all of the Dark Souls soundtracks and then the Nier Automata soundtrack and the original Nier soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty you. great. Every once in a while we get some good ambient music going. Oh, it's great. Well, the thing is, that's also my, like, inspiration for it. So I have been listening to those particular soundtracks on repeat for a very long time now. <laughs> so, Drew... Uh, let me ask, do you have a favorite Castlevania track that you're fond of? Um, so the thing is, someone did a lovely mariachi cover of Blood of Bloody Tears, and it's oh perfect God. and beautiful. Oh my god. No. Have I not said that? Mariachi cover. <laughs> Most people great. be like, Oh, I like I like this metal version or this orchestral version. Yeah, I like the mariachi version of Bloody Tears. Okay, hear me out. It's amazing. It has this really cool kind of western sounding like beginning where it's like almost like a cowboy kind of thing going on. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, the band that did it, Mariachi Entertainment System, so they're pros at this. They do mariachi <laughs> covers of video Wait. game songs. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, that's who they is. That's Their who they name are. M E S. M E S, that's who they are. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Uh, oh I think we'll God. we'll sample them for our intro and outro this time around. I think they'll be alright with it. Um, oh my gotcha. Yeah. No. And what was the group called? Mariachi something? Or? Mariachi Entertainment System. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, um, my resolution for 2018 was very pointed, mm-hmm. which was finish Persona 5. How'd you do? Yeah, there you go. Uh, after the episode Zach and I did, I should hope I had finished that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. So, I did finish that one. So, resolution done. Um, I had a secondary one of, hey, just finish more games. And to that, I say, I kind of did that. Did you finish yeah, a I know. game? Did you finish a game other than Persona this year? I think I finished like a couple of like uh, smaller indie games. I'm trying to remember exactly which ones at the top of my head. Um, 
But a lot of other ones that I had just, like, been putting off for a bit that I, that I like, kind of run around to. Hmm. I had a list somewhere of, like, hey, I'll track the things I, I've been beating, but I don't know where that list is at the moment. Hmm. Right on, right and on. And then, for you, Zach. Hi. Y- your 2018 resolution was to turn on the Switch. And hey! then... <laughs> so that's done. I did and it. Then, <laughs> and then beat Breath of the Wild, which, I did hey, you too. did it! <laughs> um... And so finally, Nitwick, as a podcast, has a re- had a resolution. What Holy was... shit, I need to write that down as a fucking accomplishment from 2018. I didn't know I beat Breath of the Wild last year. Well, I don't know, that's what, I think you beat it. I remember you saying I mean, if yeah. my resolution was to turn it on and beat it, then yeah. <laughs> um, Nitwick's resolution was to be better at transitions. I feel as though we have accomplished that, given given some of the roughness that we once had. I don't think we're perfect, yeah. but I think we've definitely shown some market improvements. I think so. Yeah, and to show our market improvement, let's transition directly into our main segment. <gasps> Adam's so good. So good at transitions. Oh, my God. So good. Yes. It is time to reflect <laughs> upon the new year, to reminisce on the good and the bad and the weird. Uh, it's the, the, the 2018 How Was 2018 episode, as every year has a 20-something or what have you episode. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it needs a ton of explanation. It's just reflecting on what happened, game-related, and, yeah. you know, Going from there. And Adam, yeah. you you had some good stuff to start us off with. Um, a recap of some of the I bigger did. stories and events of 2018. And uh, why don't you go ahead and, and just regale us with the tales of the year we done lived. All right. Um, so I guess we'll start off. So this year of 2018 had a couple of big stories. Um, so we have a couple stories that we wanted to go over that kind of stuck out. St- stuck out? Stuck out. <laughs> Stood out to us through this year. Um so we're going to go a little bit in depth on those stories. And then after, we have a list of all of the games we were looking forward to playing or excited about. And we'll talk about what happened there. Um, so I'll kick us off with our first story of of 2018 that I remember. Um, and, and just a quick quick question here. Um, these are not in any particular order, or are they ordered? Just uh, just so I know. No. Okay. Uh, so the stories. The stories I pulled, and I know Zach pulled one or two, um, they aren't going to be in, like, chronological order. They're just the ones that, you know, that kind of stood out to us that I, we remembered. Um, cool. I, I just wanted to clarify that were... uh, for the listeners, just because, for my money, I know things happened during the year, but I, for the life of me, would not be doing a very good job of knowing when one happened versus the other. So, just making sure that's all my yeah. wares. I'll be honest. For whatever reason, 2018 is kind of a fucking blur for me. It all kind of meshed like together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's true it is it is very weird how like i'm like looking over the 2018 stuff and i'm just like wait that also happened this year <laughs> if fuck yeah so one of the things uh i'll start with the first one that i thought had actually happened w- way later ago but when i thought about it, like oh yeah that was like a month or two ago mm-hmm. um so blizzard has their traditional blizzcon event and in 2018 blizzard decided to announce a new game that they were working on it was under the Diablo franchise, and they were hyping it up because this was going to be their big thing. Um, leading up to BlizzCon, they had said there is no new Diablo game in development, and there's nothing that big or anything. So the fact that they seemed to be showing anything was kind of a big surprise. Uh, lo and behold, they announced Diablo Immortal. And my tagline for Diablo Immortal is, Diablo Immortal is not received well. <laughs> yeah. Understatement. So, Instead of Diablo 4, what 
what people were treated to was a trailer for a new mobile game that Blizzard will be making with uh, a partner studio for Diablo. And I, man, people were not thrilled about that. Yeah. 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 It was because, you know, I, I can understand like being like having your hopes get really high up for a new release. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say some of the internet backlash I saw was really overwhelming to me. Maybe like, I'm not a huge Diablo fan. Maybe I can't speak to how big of a deal four is mm-hmm. supposed to be, but it seemed like there was, it seemed like I must've been missing something because it just seemed like a disappointing announcement and being a Sonic fan, uh, I right, I've had so my this... share of those. <laughs> oh God. So being a so Sonic thing... fan, you've, you've prepped yourself for disappointment. So, Every day. So the thing with Blizzard. So, oh my God. Oh, um, sorry, Zach. Go ahead. So, so the thing with Blizzard is that they, uh, they, they foster this sort of like community atmosphere and the sort of mm-hmm. like Blizzard kind of like in a lot of the promotion material, kind of like they want to be your friend, they want to be your buddy, mm-hmm. um, and and so they they try to be like, they, hey, hey, it's your buddy Blizzard. Come on to BlizzCon and go hang out with your good friends at yeah, Blizzard. They kind of um, have this like vibe of like, hey, we're just as excited as you are to show off this brand new thing. Yeah, uh, and so a lot of people felt really attached to the series. It's how you get hyper-invested customers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, Blizzard is not your friend. So, there you go. I mean, it's a giant mega corporation. Like, I I don't know. I know! <laughs> Listen, Drew, I know! <laughs> <laughs> Here's my kind of take on it. Um, so, Diablo 3 had come out, and, there hadn't been, and Diablo 3 had kind of one major expansion, which was their Reaper of Souls uh, expansion. And as far as I remember, I think the game did relatively well. Uh, it got ported a bunch of times, but people were really kind of feeling that, you know, people felt like the time was right to hear something about a new, a next-gen Diablo. Um, and they had been saying they were hiring for, like, a new Diablo game or something, and I think people may have, maybe people just assumed it was for. But the part that got me was, uh, I remember seeing in one of the trailers, it, it, the word Diablo appears, and then Immortal is on the screen and you know immortal has two m's in it and they're both capitalized and the way it like pans out is it looks like uh, a a one uh one v for like four show up and then it turns out to be immortal and so people feel like did you just like fucking tease us with that like Mm. you you thought we like oh switcheroo it's not it's not four it's immortal um, okay, you know that's the only thing I could understand. That that, yeah, that yeah. does seem like a drop on marketing's part, just because you know <coughs> if you're teasing it out, I, I can see, I can see being a little like, hey, what the hell? Um, yeah, it feels like it feels a lot like uh, the Blizzard marketing department just like fell on their face, and then the uh, and then the fans reacted extremely badly. I mean, yeah, the. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but this was like the big announcement from BlizzCon, right? Like it was supposed to be like the uh, big no, of, no, well, no. What was they had big? They had bigger announcements. There was like there was like an entire Overwatch cinematic they put out. Oh, okay. Was that Ash? Was that was that, that the was Ash, Ash one? Or, yeah. Or no, wait, that was Diva. That was oh, no, yeah, that was yeah, Diva's that was video. One. That was Diva one. Yeah. yeah. See what I mean? 2018, it like kind of merges together in this <laughs> yeah. weird. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so Diva but had a really I, cool announcement, and she had, like, a whole thing on, on the Overwatch side. So, like, it, this was the big announcement for Diablo, but all the other games had their own big announcements as well. Yeah. Okay. I guess, truth be told, in and I'm not the biggest, like, follower of Blizzard. I play, I like Overwatch, but I, I don't really do StarCraft or Warcraft. Um, the impression I kind of got where people felt a little let down by this year's BlizzCon, where it was, like, nothing really... There was no, like, amazing, amazing thing that came out of, like... You remember when Overwatch got announced and, like, all anybody could talk about coming out of that BlizzCon was, oh my god, Overwatch? Uh, Yeah. 
they didn't really have that this year. It was I kind mean, of just a to be to be well, totally honest. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna get those kind of years with the BlizzCons. Like, you are. Yeah, like you can't have an amazing announcements every single year. But yeah, uh, you but, know. Yeah, not to dwell on too much. I just remember um, no end of articles talking about Diablo Immortal and. Oh, it seemed yeah. like every one of my friend groups had a different take on what had happened. So I bring it up as a, hey, this is a thing that happened. I, I'm excited yeah, to see yeah. it come out and be a completely competent mobile game. That is that is all I can say. Yeah, uh, like, I want to see what the actual out, product is. Like, it's going to come out and it's going to be a mobile game and I'm not going to play it. So cool, I guess. <laughs> Right, but I'm wondering if so like, Zach, what was one of fans those... will, you know? So, do you want yeah. me to talk about one of my news stories? Yeah, go for it. Um, <clears throat> can we... Oh, man, I have... All of mine are really heavy, but I will go over the lightest possible one, which is, uh, over the course of the year, we've had a lot of news about loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> this has yeah. been the year of the loot box, let me tell you. I thought, last year, I thought last year was the year of the loot box. That's when you, it was Last like... year was the year of, the, of, of loot box prime. This is the year of loot box is going to get some, like, legislation. Yeah. Mm. So, um, one of the things we talked about in our last in last year's thing for looking forward to 2018 was we talked about what trends we were expecting to see. And we said, uh, loot boxes will go through some major change. And I feel like that one came true because (laughs) 2017 was like, here's too many loot boxes. And then towards the very end, it was like, all right, this seems a little iffy. And then 2018 was the now wait just a second on this. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like Belgium essentially called it gambling and now Mm -hmm. EA is suing them. Like, yeah, that's gonna be the craziest news on loot boxes this year. Like, a country said, "Yeah, you know what? That's gambling," and then he is like, "You know what? It's not." I also like gonna take on the fucking cart. I'm just like, EA, what are you doing, you idiot? To paraphrase something I I heard on the Two Best Friends podcast one time, do you think EA like tried to loot box so hard that they killed loot boxes for everyone? I do. I think that's exactly what happened. Because you know it started. Oh, you remember it? what started Wait, this, yeah? This was, was Battlefront it? Two that started. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Battlefront Two. What is it? EA or is it Activision that's that's trying to sue Belgium? Um, I want to say it's up. EA. Oops, sorry, Mike. Um, but yeah, so loot boxes are going through a pretty big uh, transition right now because like different yes, countries are having is are having different legal uh, interpretations of does a loot box count as gambling or not? Um, and we did a whole episode on that. So if you want to hear our are more <clears throat> thought out opinions on loot boxes go go re uh, listen to that one yeah um but it will be interesting like i think we said at the last in the last episode was some big change would happen and i'm curious to see what 2019 will have for loot boxes uh, yeah Drew, do you have anything to throw in there i mean my thoughts are i think at this point it's a dirty word it's gonna linger around for a little bit but i i don't think it's gonna be quite as I think given, like, all the bad blood that came out of this year around them, like you said, the legislation, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked to see it, like, at least pull back a little bit. I don't think it's going to be quite as big and, you know, scary as it was in the past where it's like, oh, our game's just going to, like, be pay to win now based off of how much money you can shell in. I think we're just going to move on to another thing, another way to get cash, and, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. That's right. I'm do glad. you remember snoot boxes? I do remember snoot boxes. They're coming. They're the next evolution. They're coming. Snooty boxes. Oh my goodness. Snooty people <laughs> oh my getting goodness. loot whenever they want. Okay, everybody. <laughs> so speaking of loot boxes and other stuff like that, um, I'll take it back and give a story. One of the other stories I had of 2018. Mm-hmm. The headline I read I have for 2018 is Fortnite could not be any bigger. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't really know anything about this though, so I have barely anything to say. It's just like Fortnite's a big game, yo. So let me tell you this: uh, over the Christmas break, I always go see my dad's side of the family, uh, my cousin on my dad's side of the family, and I go visit her family. And her son um, is, you know, they don't usually do games and stuff or anything like that. But the first thing that he asked me was, "Hey, Adam, do you play Fortnite?" And it's like, "Oh my God, it's begun! <laughs> I, it's, it's encroached into my life." Oh yeah, it snuck in there. <laughs> Fortnite is the um, first game that has made me feel old. Like it's it's super popular. It's it's something I I know is making a ton of money and I know is like doing a lot of interesting stuff and I know next to nothing about it. And most of my friends don't really play it or can't really speak to it as well and it's just it's weird. Yeah. It's like it's like the TF2 that I don't get to have because it's for a younger mm-hmm. generation than me. And I feel weird about that. It's just so... It is weird because for such a big, like, almost cultural thing, because Fortnite's not just, like, people that play games. There are people I know that have absolutely no idea about games, and they know about Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Hell, um, I'm going to be entirely honest. I went on a... Uh, I was looking at somebody's profile on, like, a dating website, and somebody was like, I don't care how many Fortnite wins you have. I'm like, are people using that as, like, a dating criteria? Like, That is such a bizarre criteria. Well, you gotta make um, sure you got you got. Who's winner? gonna date you for your frickin'? <laughs> they want a winner, Zach. Hey, girl. I got the... So, one of the things about Fortnite, um, two or two, three points that I, I just want to bring up. One, Fortnite, I feel like, has completely killed its predecessor of PUBG. Oh, I yeah. never hear about PUBG, and it's the one that started all of this. Um, two, I said in our trends one of 2018, I expected more games to get battle royale modes. That entirely happened. That totally like, happened, yeah. Um, and three, Fortnite, I believe, was so massive, so so much income generated. I'm pretty sure that's what's funding Epic's new storefront. Like, yeah. Because think about it, like, Epic just launched its new storefront to uh, compete with, like, Steam on PC. Mm-hmm. Why now, of all times, unless they were holding, like, the hottest game? I, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I have been going to that storefront <clears throat> because of a lovely new game I have. And it's pretty is damn it Hades? smart. It is Hades. And it's beautiful. <gasps> Ooh, let's talk about Hades after the podcast. That I, I want to know how I it have is. so many things to tell you about Hades. Um, yeah. But yes, after after in the after hours, in the after hours for sure. Um, but as far as I wanted to bring this story up, if only because it is the biggest game right now. Mm-hmm. And 2018 was the year it literally kicked the door open and like stepped on all of the competition. What's weird is. For me, when I think of Fortnite, I don't even think of Battle Royale. Like my, my two big things for that is the er, three things: the color purple, um, that weird pinata uh, weapon that they were selling at Christmas, and uh, the floss dance because that's uh, that's how yeah. I know about the dance. And- so here's <laughs> the thing: I I feel like I've watched enough Twitch streamers to have a vague idea of the cultural phenomenon that is Fortnite. Please mm-hmm. tell us. And I, let me, it, you know, it's a battle royale game, which honestly is a cool premise on its own. Mm-hmm. I think we agreed with that even last year. Oh um, yeah, it's a neat idea. I, I just haven't gotten got into like, it. And it's got just enough mechanics around it so that it it's totally functional as well. Um, like it, it has the sort of building mechanics, the mm-hmm. sort of like resource gathering and building material components. Um, there's a lot of randomization in the game. You can customize yourself a lot. It's it's a big battle thing. 
um, and it makes it very easy to stream. Mm-hmm. To just sort of play it and stream it and and just do your experience with it. Um, and I think that's probably why it's so popular. It's just because it's very easy to stream, so it's very easy to watch, and it's very easy to play because it's free to play. Um, and so, like, I, I think one person was even talking about it. Uh, it was like an Overwatch streamer that was talking about this. Uh, and he was like, yeah, the kids know the best free-to-play games mm-hmm. because that that's literally their only options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, kids no, don't have fair. money. They're not going to pay for a game. They're going to play the unless, free-to-play ones. Unless, Zach and Drew... You get the ultimate weapon in Fortnite, mom's credit card. <gasps> yeah, so That's the basically, like, and and so like, and so like, the people who are young are gonna play the free games, right? And so mm-hmm. they're gonna find the best free game, and that happens to be Fortnite. So they went and played that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Recently, I know, uh, and this is just a cap of the story off, other because I don't know if we need to spend too much time on this one. Um, Fortnite is under a lot of legal issues at the moment, really, because of a lot of its kind of uh, oh for the dances. A lot of the dances are um, from other, like, series or shows or stuff like that. And people are suing them of, like, hey, I'm not getting a cut for this dance. And it's like, I don't know if you can copyright a dance. It's weird. You can copyright you can copyright a full dance, but you can't copyright, like, a, uh, a like, section of a dance. Well, for a different time. But all I want to say is, boy, Fortnite's big. Mm, uh, yep. Zach... What's another story you had? I, I think you had a... Minor depressing uh, from here on out, so I'm just warning you ahead of time. Um, let's go! So let's talk about... Let's go with the slightly less bad. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, the... Is it North Star? Oh, Rockstar. Rockstar. Rockstar, thank you. Rockstar um, seems to be overworking their workers. That's not a new thing. That doesn't... That's... Uh, they've no. Been, they've been getting slapped with that for a while now, haven't they? And this like this started with with one of the like writers <laughs> saying that they had like a couple of 100 hour weeks, uh, which he would seem to be kind of proud about. And then people were like, you really shouldn't be proud of that. And then other people at the company were like, hey, I work in QA and they've been doing that for a while now. And then they're like, yeah. oh, no. So I want to just preface that because um, it is an interesting one, because from for me personally, 2018 was a lot of working really long and weird hours uh, at my oh, company. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of it kind of cl- hit close to home when I was hearing reading about this, and it's like, yep, that's that's how it is. Um, Rockstar has gotten slapped with that before, Drew, and I think the last time they got slapped with that was when GTA Five was coming out. Yes, um, I yeah. I distinctly remember. Um, I don't know if you were in the class or not, but there was like uh, we had like a Rockstar uh, employee come in talking about the game industry, oh. and he explicitly oh said God. like, yeah, someone had a heart attack because they like had too many rockstar energy drinks and just like work too late like it's a culture there is a there is a cultural thing in games of of just people needing to put the hours in i I think uh and i learned this from watching this one particular anime of like something called a death march where you just like you have to just keep sitting here and working until the project's done Mm. um yeah so red dead 2 is an interesting case because it's like they've been slapped with this before and i don't know exactly what came of that um on a less like how do i put this on a less cynical side of it i'm wondering if it comes up because as the game as games do get closer or projects do get closer to the end they're you're kind of asked could you please stay here because we really need to hit this deadline of you know planning stuff so i'm always curious is like is this how it is a hundred percent of the time or is this how it is because it's like a month before the game's out so from what i know um 
from the thing from a couple of things that I know, most of the time, obviously, you never aim to have crunch, right? You're not right. Your goal is to not have crunch, Um, and so anytime there is crunch, that's a failure of the management, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you know, if there is like a crunch culture at the studio, then maybe they don't prioritize that. But you would you could still consider it a failure of management to be able to accurately assess how long something's going to take yeah um and so like most game studios so far as i know don't like crunch they don't want to do it um but it seems to be something that will come up pretty much like it's almost guaranteed to come up during a project but usually it's kind of like hey there's a couple of weeks where you overworked Mm -hmm. um like maybe two three three maybe even four weeks where you have where you have like a, a hefty schedule um but that seems to be the the end all be all of it and it gets spread mm-hmm. around between different teams at different times depending for different reasons um but overall that seems to be about where it is it didn't seem mm-hmm. like that was the case at rockstar it seemed like it was a more like cultural thing where people were staying yeah. you know mm-hmm. week after week after week um and doing those extra hours so my understanding so, yeah. oh sorry you were saying yeah, oh um, no i was just gonna say that what zach said is pretty yeah. much how i i remember hearing it too Okay. Um, sorry. Um, I was just going to say my understanding in this particular situation is, um, for starters, I think the story started kicking off when the hundred hour work week was being used as an advertisement for the game. Uh, one of Mm -hmm. the CEOs was being interviewed and said, Oh, we've got people working hundreds of hours to make this thing beautiful. And, um, that is like a huge red flag. Um, that shouldn't be something that's boasted at yeah. all. I feel incredibly strongly about that. And I know it's kind of a norm in the game industry that, you know, you have crunch time, you have long hours, but I don't think that's good. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's something that, right. you know, should be something that you feel totally comfortable yeah. and okay with as a bargaining you know chip it... when talking to oh. advertisers. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I also know that, you know, it is a cultural thing. I know that in this particular case, a lot of people came out and said, hey, you know, things have been okay for me. Other people said, no, it has been very rough. I I, I don't want to give the benefit of the doubt here just because I feel like it's such a problem already. Like with one of the stories mm-hmm. I think you're going to bring up in a bit, Adam, like that kind of teeters onto this as well. It's like it, practices like that are impractical yeah. and they, they murder studios. And I'm happy Rockstar has made such high quality, you know, video games throughout the past. You know, obviously mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto is like a huge staple uh, Red Dead for all the naysaying I have heard has been fantastic and visually is like, you know, hats off to those engineers. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I hate yep. I hate seeing this stuff. I hate seeing this stuff and yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, because that's the, that's the hard thing, because um, Red Dead 2, from everything I've heard, is a fantastic game. And I really do think pe- the people who put all that work in really should be commended for that for that effort. Um, it just kind of sucks that, you know, that to enjoy that. You have you may have to think that people were putting that much of themselves into it to the point that it being like a, a detriment to their health or something like that. Yeah. So it, it is kind of it. You know, I'm not. By the way, I'm not advocating people don't play the game because if like to not play the game is to also kind of throw that effort away. So if you were looking forward to it, still go try it out. Um, just you know, I'm hoping that Rockstar maybe gets a little bit more of a pushback on this one and actually does kind of re-internalize stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yep. yeah, I, I got nothing else to say to it. I think you guys have said it all. <laughs> well, 
Speaking of studios learning fuck all at times. Let's do this. Oh, God. Let's do this. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Here's this one I really wanted to, to talk about. I call it the Fallout 76 kerfuffle. Oh, this is a different one. This is a different one. Um, okay. <laughs> so, this actually Fallout kind of goes 76. the opposite direction. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that went the opposite direction. I thought you were going to do your other story. but Adam, Oh, the, the Telltale story? one? Yeah, the Telltale. No, well... I, I decided to bring up Fallout 76 because it was like, man, we this game came out and we hope they learn from their mistakes. Here's a game company that literally will not stop learn, like, never learns from their mistakes. Never, ever learns. So, Bethesda released Fallout 76 this year. Um, sure did. And it, it has been... bad. It has been what I would consider a fucking comedy of errors. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't... To give people who don't know what this game is, Fallout 76 is the one of the very first Fallout games, and I think the first Fallout game that was really geared towards being a multiplayer experience. Um, you were in a place where people had been put in the vault, and it was like the very... I think this is like the very earliest that people had ever, ever gotten out of the vaults. Um, and you, you would walk around, and it was this big open world. You could interact with other players on servers, have like... I think there's like faction wars and stuff, and really kind of do that whole thing that a lot of people wanted from the Fallout games, which is, let me go and explore with a friend. And it, it's just kind of bizarre to see how much this has just kind of blown up. Like, how bad it came, turned out. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say that I've been thinking about an MMO that's designed in this way. Just every once in a while I have a thought about it. I'm like, why, 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 is, why isn't there an MMO that's like this? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, my dude, I have put more thought into this game than Bethesda has. I that's, swear. That's a little... Like, they... There are, man, that's probably that's probably a lie, but there are things that are there that I'm like, there had they to have seem, been a better way of doing this. Yeah, <laughs> there it, had it, to be a better way. I, I think. Are, are you talking like the open world, like really open yeah. MMO yeah, kind yeah, of style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the one hand, I applaud them for trying it because I think this is one of the this is their first big attempt at it, and I think yep. good, 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 good hustle, good try. Um, <laughs> I don't even have a real problem with the game itself balancing issues and oddly missing mechanics aside for the record in an mmo where that is known for its like role playing and people wanting to communicate with each other voice chat not being there from like day one was a weird omission that is a very very that. strange omission i did not know that my, my, oh yeah my big um, thing up is the canvas backstory the um... oh okay oh yeah the canvas I'm, I'm getting to that one right. so this game First on just a, on like a QA thing because we mentioned Rockstar in their QA, so I'll mention Bethesda in their QA. Um, they they went out ahead of this and saying um, our game is going to have spectacular bugs. <laughs> why did they fucking say that, uh, Zach? Do you remember Todd, that, Todd? Like Todd, why don't I just, say that, Todd? I don't know if it was from a parody account or actually Bethesda. No, it was an in a fucking interview. Okay. Because he was asking about, like, hey, how many bugs are there being? Because Bethesda games are known for their bugs. Yeah, like, they just buggy. are. This game could not be more buggy. So, Don't one, that's. proud of the fact that people have to put, make a fucking mod patch for all your Skyrim games. Not, not your Skyrim, all your Elder they Scrolls can't, games. Dude, they can't for this one. Because it's on. A, it's like. It's the fucking yeah, MMO can't. one. You can't, like, mod, like, an MMO like that. Like, you can't, a single player. Um, but, Drew, you bring up the canvas bag. And I think that one was just, like, the fucking last straw kind of thing for this game where um 
if you bought the special, the super special edition of the game, you got, uh, it was advertised, you get this big canvas bag, like a military bag. What people got after was a nylon kind of silk, not nylon silk, uh, nylon fabric bag, like kind of like a gym bag. And people mm-hmm. were like, that's not at all what you advertised or put in the thing. I think it sums um, up the game pretty well. Like, here's yeah. a really cool idea with not enough funding that was executed terribly. Like, that, that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. it. Because they, they were like, oh, yeah, we didn't have the budget for it. And like, then why did you put it in? Or why not, like, send out a notification? Nothing. So the bag comes out and there's a whole big campaign of we, you know, we should be compensated in some way. And so um, the, everybody who ordered that special edition of the game got, like, so like X amount of in-game currency, which is baffling to me that that was even accept, accepted as, like, a compensation. Because yeah. somebody ran the numbers. That's not even enough in-game currency to buy the nylon game in uh, in-game bag. Mm. <laughs> I know what's like, weird about like all Drew. this. Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, no, I... I, I so, you know... Th- you can get a bag, and you're not getting it in real life. They give you the money, and you still can't get the bag in-game. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my oh, God. Dear. You know what's weird? Um, it's not, like, they have Elder Scrolls Online, correct? Like, Yeah, they, they have, do. They have it, no- does Bethesda run ESO? I don't know, but I assume they at least have some familiarity with what is necessary to create a surviving, thriving community. Because as far as mm-hmm. I know, Elder Scrolls Online, you know, it's doing all right. So I don't know how you go from that to to the craziness of this. So then, after a lot of, like, pushback, they finally did get the budget, miraculously, to now give everybody, or people who signed up and did... Oh, there's the other part of the story, and I loved it. So... They finally did get the funding to get the not the um, the canvas bags, and you had to put in like your information to get into the system. To say, hey, I ordered this. Here's my receipt, and I'm entitled to a bag. Mm-hmm. And Drew, you would think to yourself, well, Adam, the story's over, isn't it? I would think so, Adam. Well, it wasn't because due to a fucking error in their customer service thing, almost everybody, every customer's personal info got leaked. What? To everybody they had emailed. Holy yeah. shit! Oh my god, that's now, so bad. Now, this is this is not like a like a super breach of everything. Not everybody got everybody's, but if you got on like to similar threads of emails, there was a chance you would get somebody else's contact information who had previously filed a a customer Bethesda customer support ticket. Oh, that was so bad. And it was just like I can't fucking believe this. You guys can't even get this part right. So right, so, um, it's fun, fun so question. bad. What is the future for Bethesda at this point? Now that they are... I don't of... fucking know. I feel like... Uh, the next Elder Scrolls game, basically. Dude, do you, do you have to... why would you buy that at this point? I don't know. But, uh, so, anyways, I figured out... So, um, the company that made the Elder Scrolls <coughs> Online is not Bethesda. Oh. This, uh, this makes is, sense now. It is called ZeniMax Online Studios. Right. Um, oh. Which is a subsidiary of ZeniMax, who owns Bethesda. So the parent company of Bethesda made a st- online st- made a studio to make the Elder Scrolls Online. Gotcha. So that's fine. And the person who runs Zen- uh, Zenimax Online is like an old MMO veteran dev. So yeah. Now yeah. I, I want to again clarify Fallout seventy six, um, <clears throat> which within its first like week or two of ha- of being out had like a thirty percent discount on <clears throat> it, which is oh my god. Yep. 
That um, tells you everything you need to know about 76. <laughs> I remember there was an ad for like, buy this unrelated product and get a copy of Fallout 76. And like, what? Um, it, how do I put this? I know the game is getting updates currently to fix a lot of these issues. I know that they are working on trying to fix these bugs. Um, but a game's release is kind of its first impression. And as anybody who is a fan of Street Fighter V will tell you, first, fi- for, uh, first impressions are are super important and it is really hard to forget that yeah this is this is this has botched this is a uh first impression botched harder than uh well i said sf5 uh, because sf5 released with like versus mode and like an online verse mode and that's about it and it took like a year and a half to actually get like a full arcade mode and oh, stuff wow, like that, that. um and street say, fighter 5 oh, oh go ahead drew what's the game that you like but it had a super botched intro um, are you talking about that there No Man's Sky? Or are you talking about their yeah, Dishonored? Yeah, no, you Man's talking about... no Man's Sky. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> probably No Man's Sky. Like, so, games that, like, you know, their first impression is Bosch, and even time li- like, No Man's Sky has made great strides to being a much, much better game. Oh, it has. Street Fighter V uh, is a much more complete game and is really starting to come into its own. Um, Fallout 76 could do that. It could. Um, it's possible. But... <laughs> to to No Man's Sky and Street Fighter's credit, they had did not drop the ball like Fallout seventy six did. Yeah, that yeah. was so um, bad. That's so such I'm gonna a botched intro. So I'll hand it back to you, Zach, and we'll, we'll do we'll do your story. Then I'll finish off with my last story. Oh boy! So I think we're saving the like heaviest shit for last. Let's do it. My last story is um a tale of Riot Games. Oh boy. Um so. I forget exactly which month, but Kotaku came out with an article, a very long, lengthy, and in-depth article about how Riot Games basically has a culture of sexual harassment. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it, in it, like, you might think, oh, it's, you know, like, the lying guys are doing it. It basically comes from the top. It's basically their, I think it's like their COO, I think their their CEO, like, allows it to happen, and, like, the COO almost promotes it. But basically, to, to just sort of give a clear idea as to uh the level of issue is at stake there was a thing where a bunch of marketers were all sitting in a room and they were all being told how do you recruit you know they're basically being like hey we want to recruit people to work at riot right because that's what that's what those people are trying to do they're recruiters and the fucking ceo of the company came up with the slogan he said no doesn't mean no and then every woman in the audience went wow what the fuck (laughs) wait what 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 does that mean as far as like to what basically, like pick so basically up when you're trying like to, recruit to recruit somebody if so, yeah it's basically like if somebody says they're not that interested in working at riot they're like no you got to be more like be more aggressive just try and get that person try and get the person oh that's that's yeah. just um, fucked up that's just dumb it it's, it a, was it's a, a standard pretty standard recruiting strategy but the slogan is the fucked up part mm. yeah and, and it's not just like a one-time off instance kind of thing um yeah if i remember correctly from the article and again this came out a while back so uh for audience members do go read it it, it was a really interesting mm-hmm. interesting article to read um it actually it gave me more insight to how like that company had kind of almost bred like the quote-unquote gamer bro culture in yeah it. yeah um and i, I think how do I put this without like putting anything else down? I feel like that was the cause of all of the like like the sexual harassment thing, where it's like the, you had cultivated this thing that's like very like male dominant, like masculine, like kind of gamer bro ish 
kind of deal where they only wanted like one kind of like thought process there um and a bunch of people were like yeah this was really exploitive it was you know there's like all these claims of uh sexual harassment i'm pretty sure like some big higher up people got like let go after this well, um, nope no none of I them like, did i thought like wait hold on oh no i'm a getting a different people, i'm getting people... a different story of a big yeah. ceo that just left confused yes so, so yeah uh Nobody at Riot has left. <laughs> like, nobody from the top has left. Like, the COO that I was talking about, that <clears throat> the, the no doesn't mean no. Mm-hmm. Oh, dumb, dumb move. Uh, he, no, he's still there. He still works there. So, he hasn't been penalized at all. Like, hasn't been penalized at all. Or, or like, yeah. I, he might have been penalized. It might have been, like, a two-week suspension. Or, like, yeah. he's taking courses or something. It, it's, like, he, he basically very minimally got penalized. Mm. Nobody else got penalized. The only person who actually left the company was, like, the CFO, who was a woman who was part of these meetings, and going, like, wow, dudes, what the fuck? She's gone. So, I think. She might still be It's interesting because, like, now that it all came out, um, people are going to be looking for that. And I don't necessarily know if somebody has to be removed. Because, like, if they're the CEO, they kind of own that one. It would be good from a PR thing of, like, you know, maybe you go a different direction or show, like, you are trying to... Yeah, adapt this really, um that's the thing that they haven't done anything like they just well that's the thing because it's an internal thing so we may not know that so that's why i'm cautious saying like well, to say nothing has happened so, so the other thing the other thing um is that they hired a legal firm mm-hmm. to investigate the matter mm-hmm. and said legal firm is uh their next largest thing was helping another game company uh shut basically down. beat basically, like said beat sexual harassment lawsuits and stuff like that um i think it was specifically to be the union lawsuit but same mm. idea <laughs> so overall not looking so good yeah not looking so hot so not looking so hot again just, like, just so you know uh it's not them saying that nothing should happen because something like that's definitely a, a, a culture that you don't want to promote yeah. um i i just caution from us saying like anything like super definitive because again it's kind of an internal matter, but it is it's definitely it, it, an internal matter, but it, it does make you look at the company a little bit different. I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the thing is like, from what I can tell from what I have learned from what I understand of the situation, like it doesn't seem like, again, from the outside perspective, it doesn't seem like riot has changed at all from that previous position. Yeah. It, it feels like they are pretty much where they are right now. And they've sort of said their platitudes and they've gone right back to what they were doing before. That's what it yeah. seems like is going on. Yeah. And that, and on that level, you and I totally agree. It's like, yeah. uh, Drew, I don't think you were really involved in Riot Games or in League of Legends or anything. So this pro- may be one that didn't really quite get to get to your desk or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that Riot Games has a bit of a reputation. I didn't know it got that CD or went that went that far so you know i i'll put it like this i had no interest in playing league of legends before and i got no interest now that's uh (laughs) don't want to support that shit it's okay it's okay league of legends is pretty toxic on its own but (laughs) but but like the people people work there act like gamer bros it's what you would expect gamer bros and the 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 anti-lgbt epithets the anti-female epithets just generally speaking um like calling people bitches and things like that Mm-mm. um excuse me no, no swearing in our in our uh pg oh in our pg podcast oh we are not pg whenever i damn well want to <laughs> what the fuck but are yeah. you talking about we're totally pg <laughs> but but yeah so so like they, they were using they were using basically like slur language and, and things yeah. like that um and they were like 
commenting on women's appearances pretty frequently. Uh, there were some cases from like an out studio that was like basically almost open, basically openly harassing um, mm-hmm. cosplayers who had come by. Like it was pretty bad. Yeah, it it was not the greatest of uh, stuff to hear. So you know, maybe in 2019 we'll see something from them. Uh, I think as Drew very succinctly put it, uh, I really have no desire to go back to playing that game kind of after learning this stuff. Um, uh, again, it wasn't just because of that that guy I haven't played that game in years, but it's like I kind of look at you a little bit different in some of the stuff they put out. But um, pretty much, pretty kind of a downer thing. Uh, and we'll flow right into another downer story. You all ready for this? Hey, before well, we do though, I just want to say not the depressing downer. I just want to say our Go transition ahead, game. Our transition game. I think I do feel like it has improved. That was nice. That was good. Oh man, yeah, I actually think so. Yeah. You know, it has not improved. What's that, Adam? Uh, the sales number at Telltale Games, because as the headline reads, Telltale Games is just fucking gone. It, they sure are. We saw the demise and the death of a beautiful studio, and uh, it hurts. Well, it hurts a I mean, bit. beautiful yeah. on the outside horribly disfigured on the inside i liked what they were doing i i liked the games they created i liked the options they gave uh you're 100 percent right they clearly were not running themselves particularly well because they ran themselves into the ground um mm-hmm. adam you want to give us some context so, on this one i sure do um so for people who don't know this one telltale games is pretty famously known for making adventure games they are the ones that made like the walking dead uh they made a jurassic park one i they made a... I, I forgot they made a Guardians of the Galaxy game. They made a Tales of the Borderlands game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made good. a really good Batman game. Um, I have played almost none of their games. But I will tell you, I always had uh, big respect for their games. Just from an artistic uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. So, it came out earlier this year. And I'm almost sure that most people found out this way. That um, they announced over Twitter, hey... Uh, we're laying off pretty much everybody in Telltale, and Telltale is gone. Yeah. Um, we're keeping not 25%, we're keeping 25 people to finish off the games uh, that we have stake in, that, that we are committed to. Um, this hit especially close to home for people because The Walking Dead, the final season, uh, this four-season four game that had followed the, the story of Clementine, was in its last season, and right and like episode two out of four had just dropped and then the studio's gone and they don't have the funding to finish it off Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting to me uh, and drew i'm pretty sure you must remember this they you would have thought that the games they still had commitments to included the walking dead which they were still releasing no that one's gone Mm -hmm. um it turned out it was the minecraft game (laughs) yeah of all things well, I, my understanding is it was the Minecraft game, and didn't they also have some kind of tie-in with Netflix, where they um, they actually had, like, the interactive version of it for the service? Like, that was one experimental thing they were working on, I, I Yeah, I so, yeah. I think Netflix started uh, trying out, like, adventure, choose-your-own-adventure-style games, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure my, Minecraft is on there. All right. Um, to kind of Zach's point of it being so, disfigured on the inside, um, what killed Telltale was... They just ran out of money, mm. and apparently yeah. they released a bunch of sales figures. They had done so well on The Walking Dead Season 1, but none of their other games did well, and they were only coasting on that initial success. Mm. And then I think their CEO was saying, like, we were coasting on that money only, and we 
we took on too many projects at once, which I'll be honest, that seemed obvious. Yeah, I mean, um, like <laughs> I don't know why they thought that like people were going to play all of these fucking games, but there you go. Well, Drew, you were a pretty big fan of Telltale, yeah? I... I... I was a huge fan of Telltale. I uh, I loved the Wolf Among Us. It got me into the entire Fable series. Um, check that thing oh, out. Yeah, if you that's can. right. Uh, Walking Dead. I think the first season and the second season uh, were you know very thought provoking, very interesting pieces of interactive art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played through some of the Batman one, the Borderlands one. Like they were always competently made games, even if they weren't always you know things I had interest in. Uh, I am really sad yeah. to see them go, um, just because I was a huge believer in what they were doing. We lost a good one. That's my thoughts on it. <laughs> we lost a real yeah, good one. Yeah, one thing, it is really sad because they were a pretty interesting company uh, from the titles they were oh, doing. Yeah. They they kind of became like the de facto, are you a movie or comic series that wants a game? Mm-hmm. Why not hand you the te- Telltale and they'll make you a more narrative-driven game for your for a maybe an audience that's more interested in the narrative. Yeah. Um if well, I had to guess, an audience that wasn't there. Well, if I had to guess, it was because one, they took on too many things, and I don't know how many of these like quote unquote niche markets they were hitting. Um, I would have to think that it might be because the games got very samey after the while. They're all running; they were all running on the same engine. Mm. Yeah, and like bugs that were in one game would persist across all of them. Mm. Um, so it was a money; it was an engine thing. Um. And it was really sad to see them go. Uh, it's kind of like, if I had to put it in a way, it's like seeing that celebrity that you that you don't like, but you know your friends like, and it's like, damn, I feel more bad for them than I really do myself. Yeah. Uh, it, it, fortunately. Sorry, oh, go ahead. No, go no ahead, Drew. do the fortunately. I want to know about the fortunately. <laughs> oh, fortunately, uh, uh, The Walking Dead, the final season, is getting finished by a separate studio. Mm-hmm. They got the assets and all that, and I believe the... Episode 3 and Episode 4 will be coming. So if you mm-hmm. were looking to see the end of Clevenstein's story, you will be getting that. Yeah. You will not be getting anything after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, I, I want to ask a question. I don't know if anybody knows the answer to it. Do Did anybody get Severance? Nope. That not, that I, not that I heard. Of, one of the That's shadier parts of all of it. Is, uh, That's well, an extremely shady part of it. That's the grand tragedy of it all. Yeah. Is that none of these people got severance when they definitely should have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the company apparently, you know, when you file for bankruptcy, I'm pretty sure it's like you guys. They basically sever everybody and then give everybody severance. I get the impression that it was just like we have no money, and it was like, yeah. Um. Okay. And there, were, there was another a big to do with like, um. Well, what happens? To all these people. Um. Like people. From the story, and I remember it, people didn't actually find out from, like, Telltale themselves. It, they found it out through, like, a like a mass media kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, how they found out about this. In addition, they had been working the hell out of their workers. Like, you want to yeah. talk about, like, it was sort of like you were in a gray zone with uh, Red Dead 2. Like, even if it seemed pretty clear that they were overworking people, like, Telltale mm-hmm. was working the living hell out of people. They were that's doing... the weird thing, because, like, it's the same fucking thing every time. Like, Red Dead... I'm not advocating 100-hour work weeks, by the way. What I'm saying is Red Dead, I can see, like, why it might need that. And you should have delayed that if it was going to take instead of overworking people. Mm-hmm. But at some point, like, Telltale, this is, like, your 15th game. If you're well, using the just, same engine, like, well, what the fuck's going on? So the reason why they were crunching so much is because they were trying to go fast. They were trying to put out as much content as they could. Yeah, that's that's entirely true. I, I Yeah. 
And so they were just crunching, trying to get, they were trying to like complete games on like a tiny little schedule. And that's why people were crunching all the time. Mm. And so again, like this was just, this is a tale of Telltale's management fucked up so fucking badly. They screwed over their workers. They screwed over their, their studio and they screwed over themselves. Like, yeah, I, I guess the interesting question is like, like clearly this is an example of toxic practices in the game industry coming back to bite a studio, which honestly Mm -hmm. I feel very bad for, I feel bad for like everybody who put in all the work and effort because, you know, I know (laughs) they were samey games, but there was still, every time I played one, there was a level of, oh, someone somewhere cared enough to do some interesting stuff with this franchise in this series. They they were at least yeah. experimental. Oh, yeah. Like, the Batman games, the spoilers, they get pretty inventive with the relationship between the Batman and the Joker, which is rare at this point, because that's kind of been played to death, but they seem to be pulling it off. Um yeah. But still, it's, you it, know, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that other studios can see what happens when these bad practices catch up and maybe learn from it. Like, that's the silver lining I yeah. can at least see, right? Like, learn to not do this kind of thing, because it will bite yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully. Assuming hope, it bites hope, the right people. Assuming it bites the right <laughs> I hope. Because I, I, mean, I, I okay, know there are a lot I'll of people who back. get bit, but, like, no repercussions happen, right? So, I do know... That the big AAA studios aren't going to do this because they like money. Well, I mean, that's what Fallout 76 this. is. Fallout 76 almost has, like, all of these problems. Just that's they true. have more money and, you know, more resources to survive a big flop. But Telltale was yeah. always tiny. Like, that's right. why I always pushed for them. They were the little engine that could. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I To make a more sympathetic view, Telltale always struck me as the trying to please everyone. But it's like, but you need to fix your shit internally. So... Those were the big stories that we remembered of 2018. Hooray! Um, we we probably missed a few. Uh, we probably missed quite a few. Mm-hmm. But oh, these I got, are the ones... Wait, I technically have one left. Do hey you want to go over it real quick? Because we, we're going to yeah, go to the gonna, next section. We're going to go super fast. Hi there, everybody. Um, this is also the first year of the Overwatch League. Oh, yeah. All right. Gut check, Zach. How'd it do? I liked like, it. Good. I did. No. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm looking forward to the next season. They're going to add eight new teams. There's going to be 20 teams. And one of them is pink and blue. Pink and blue. We're getting ever closer blue. to that, like, cat-made Reaper skin soon. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, um, as Drew mentioned before we started about stories, we were going to do... Um, I, I went through our last ep- our last year's episode, and I pulled out all the games we were looking forward to. Oh, let's do it. And I have them in a cat in numerical order of when we introduce them so i will go through this list and are you going in numerical order yeah yeah so don't worry you'll see you'll figure out how i'm going through this in a second uh and we're gonna ask and see how'd that game do this year or did it even come out this year spoiler some of these didn't so these (laughs) were the games (laughs) these were the games we were looking forward to in 2018 and we're gonna start with zach hi there zach the first game you were excited for was Anthem because you felt it felt like a different take on Destiny and it was going to have jetpacks. Zach, tell us about Destiny. Uh, sorry, Anthem. <laughs> Didn't come out. Zing, we're done. <laughs> like, there's nothing else I can say about Anthem. Like, and I have the same opinions. <laughs> so, as of 2019, Anthem has a beta that's coming out soon. Um, after the kind of kerfuffle of Mass Effect Andromeda... Um, oh, yeah, they seem little, to be banking it. I'm a little it. Uh, about Actually, Anthem now after Andromeda. Andromeda was 2018, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, there's oh, there's yeah. another story. We we've talked about that to death, but there was another story we could have talked about. Wait, I thought um, Andromeda was last year, or last last year, 2017. Uh, it, it, um, hold up, hold up. I didn't get it till 2018. Well, either way, from what I remember, um, and, and Zach could have to back me up here a bit on this. From what I remember, Andromeda kind of like tanked a bit. And Andromeda then, had the same problem the Fallout 76 has, and that it opened really badly. Um, oh my god, yeah, dude. So Anthem is kind of like an all-in a bit of like, this needs to do well. Yeah, um, if this doesn't you st- do well, it, Bioware is in serious danger. To be fair, the so footage are you I've still ex- seen looks mm-hmm. kind of sick. Like, it started to look a lot better now that I've given it more of a more of a trusting glance. Anthem or Andromeda? Anthem, Anthem. Andromeda, uh, I... Anthem, Anthem. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthem has looked more interesting as the game has come together. Uh, I don't know if I personally have any excitement. Zach, are you still excited for this game? Um, cautious. Cautious? Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay, so that one didn't have much. Drew, you're up next. All right. Drew, mm-hmm. the what you were looking forward to in <laughs> 2018 was, your words were, please, Capcom, please let there be Devil May Cry 5. Let it be real. And it is! And I have a quote here as saying, Drew, I'm 100% sure we will see a trailer at E3. You were right, You Adam. and I were both 100% right. Oh, man, I'm high-fiving you, Drew. <laughs> I'm high-fiving you right now, Adam. That's what's happening. I Like, the game's not even out. You're just like, we're right. Okay, so here's... Uh, dude? Go ahead, you first. I don't... Like, if... It just felt right, and then when it ha- when it ha- came out of like, hey, Devil May Cry Five is a thing. I remember like watching that trailer like three times on repeat to be like, oh my god, oh my god, move fast, baby, don't be slow. It's time to go. Oh my god, you guys are way too hype. I I almost wanted to put a story of like, uh, with its headline being Devil Trigger outweighs its entire game entirely. Um. Or, sorry, the thing it was like, Devil Trigger immediately sells a thousand copies of Devil May Cry 5. Um, but yes, Devil May Cry 5 is coming. We got a trailer at 2008, E3 2018, and boy, does it look good. If I may. For anybody interested? If I may. Uh-huh. Um, going back to my New Year's resolution to listen to more gaming soundtracks, because of this little ticket, I have listened to a lot of Devil May Cry music this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just uh, throwing that in there. <laughs> throwing that in there. Yeah, well, I think we we've talked about that game to death because yeah. as soon as it got announced, that was like the first the first podcast after it came out. I think Drew and I were like losing our shit. I think what has to happen is uh, we have to acknowledge that it's coming out like in a few months, and so we should maybe not give it a ton of attention because in the future you're just going to get a full episode about it. So yeah, yeah. So uh, number three uh, for me, uh, because we did a round robin, I was super excited for Monster Hunter World. And guess what? Monster Hunter World came out, it was fantastic, and it was so good, I bought it twice. Yeah, it was so good, I bought it. Monster Hunter World was a fucking fantastic success for Capcom. Uh, I could not be more happy with that game. And, uh, slight spoiler for things I'm looking forward to in 2018, uh, sorry, 2019, they announced its first major, uh, content expansion. Oh, jeez. Um, so, really liked that game, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Drew, did you have any interest in trying it out? Or Because I know Zach picked it up. Uh, I wasn't sure if you ever had any curiosity in it. I have a lot we of interest, all, all because of the wonderful cutscene where the cats make some kind of tasty meal, and the one cat puts the garnish on, and it looks great. 
That is the all the advertising <laughs> I need for that game. That tells me everything I you need know, to know, great. and it's all good. Okay, so the well, podcast last year, I was listening to it, and Adam described the cat, and we were both like, oh, that's so adorable! Yeah, it's a calico. Who's your pal? Your palico. <laughs> so, speaking of cats, mm-hmm. Zach, your transition game is on point. Ah, uh, yes, here I am. You... Zach, we're excited for Mineko's Night Market, a game about a little girl who is interacting with a village full of cats, and cats yep. seem to be all in everything of this game. Yep. Zach, how was Mineko's Night Market? Hasn't come out yet. <laughs> so Zach is two for two right now on shit that's come out. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to be living that whole didn't come out you- yet dream. You and I, uh, Zach, were very excited for that game. I'm still waiting for it as well with you. Yeah, it's not out on it Steam. It looks so fun. It, it's not out on Steam. It. I'm gonna pick it up when it comes out on the Switch. Uh, I want it for my Switch. Oh yeah, that sounds really fun for Switch. Uh, it's out for neither. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> um. All right. So next up is Drew. Drew, you had an interesting one. Mm-hmm. You were excited for whatever the hell Arcane Studios decides to do next. You were very thrilled on Dishonored 2 and all of the stuff they, they had done. Yeah. Uh, and you were really more looking forward to just them as a studio. Uh, can I ask, did they do anything in particular this year? I, they have been quiet. I think they are... Uh, my understanding is, you know, Dishonored happened, wasn't the biggest hot-selling ticket in the world. Prey happened. Prey had its uh, issues with release. Uh, I don't know what the state is with those guys right now. I've heard nothing. I would love to see something new happen this year. Just some kind of tidbit, because I love their work. Uh, so far, we got nothing. So far, we got nothing. So my ear is to the ground. No, no, nothing from like a DLC of... No. Of more DLC from Dishonored 2 or I, something? Dishonored, as far as I can tell, is uh, is taking a little break right now. I think they they had their Death of the Outsider uh, DLC, and I think that was kind of their like soft ending of the series. Uh, and it does a good job. Hmm. Um, so I was excited. I was hoping I would hear some news about what's next for them. Seems, uh, you know what? I'll put it like this. I'm happy that I can still wait for news as opposed to hearing the news that they've gone under. And uh, that's what I got. <laughs> Given wow. the theme oh, we've geez. had so far. I'm glad there are survivors so Woo! far. Fingers crossed. So, uh, fun fact. You know what I found out? You know, I when I first played uh, fucking Dishonored, I was like, man, this feels a lot like Bioshock. Did you know Arcane Studios made Bioshock 2? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. And like, as soon as I read this, I was like, this makes so much sense. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, number six, I have uh, a game I was excited for. It was Dragon Ball Fighters, the three v three Dragon Ball Z uh, inspired game by Ar- uh, by Arxis. Boy, it how came did, out. did you bet on it the right would. horse, dude? Um, kind of. I, I kind of did. So, the game was a lot of fun. I'm gonna be entirely honest. I haven't really played much of the. There's a really expansive story mode in that game. It's kind of like Smash, where it has this big. Like, almost game board-like story mode. Mm-hmm. I didn't play that at all. In fact, I actually played very little of that, of Dragon Ball Fighters, and I'm kind of bummed out with myself. Um, it was a really good fighting game that I was excited for that uh, kind of got overshadowed by other stuff at the time, um, and it, now it's kind of been a while, and the game's not doing that great. Like, it, I for whatever reason, it keeps getting pulled at all of the major fighting game competitions. Really? Like, nobody yeah. can host it. So it, it was at Evo. It was at Evo 
for 2018, and it was the highest entry game in the entire like tournament. But now nobody can get it. That's so I, weird. I don't know if it's Toei. I don't know if it's Bandai. Uh, I don't know what's happened. Because my understanding was like every like <clears throat> I've played it. I've played it, you know, a fair amount, you know, just like here and there, and it's pretty fantastic. Like, I would think that, I, I have no idea why I'd be excluded from fighting tournaments. It seems like a pretty damn competently put together game. Remember what Zach said about AAA Studios? Hi. They want that money. Mm. They want that money. <laughs> and I think somebody's not getting money somewhere. Oh, yeah. that hurts. That hurts Would make soul. sense. Um, yeah, the big, the big publishers, they want their cash. Mm-hmm. Zach... Uh, we're at number seven, so we're gonna try this different. Zach, what was your next game that you were looking forward to at number seven? Dreams. And still a dream hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> but a beta should be coming soon. Yeah, a beta will be coming soon. Three for three, Zach. <laughs> Why? Um, you were apparently too far ahead of the game. Yeah, I was like way ahead of the game. I still don't know what you do in that game at all. I don't know either. I'm interested <coughs> to find out. Yeah. I feel bad because keep bouncing. Uh, Drew, can you look at number eight and tell me what you were excited for? I was number excited. Eight? I was excited for Metroid Prime 4 to get a trailer, to get some word, to get any information. And instead, Nintendo decided to just put all their money into letting me know that Smash is real. So, uh, sadness. Hey. Sadness Smash. Smash is real. <laughs> Not to diss Smash, because Smash is a really good game. <laughs> but it is very strange, because Nintendo generally doesn't do this kind of thing, where it's like, hey, here's a game, and we'll say nothing about it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers. I, like, 2019, we'll hear something. 2019, we'll hear something. Dude, we've got to. <laughs> like, I would be shocked if we heard nothing about it. I And generally... When Nintendo finally does start promoting a game, it means it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm I'm so, waiting. I'm waiting pretty, in the wings. That's pretty true. They they tend to start promoting like at most six months out. Yeah. Which is nice. I, I actually yeah. like that. Uh because it's like I feel like the little four trailer was like a hey, this is happening and then once you actually start seeing stuff, it'll be kinda close to what you're actually gonna get. Mm. So Yeah, yeah. At number nine I was excited for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I joined Zach in this group of that game's not out yet. <laughs> Koji Igarashi's uh, return to form got delayed until 2019. So it is, knock on wood, g- supposed to be coming out this year. I played a demo. I played the short prequel game. Everything that's come out of that about that game has been fantastic. So here's hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Cass- yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really hopeful for that game too. I, um, the game looks cool. I want Drew, to play the game. Drew, I'm wondering, you're playing, you were just playing through Symphony of Night. Um, have you taken any look at Bloodstained now with your kind of new interest in the Metroidvania Castlevania series? Yeah, I mean, this this year was the year of discovering my roots in that regard, and I gotta say, I I have a lot more interest in this one now. Now that uh, now that I'm properly hooked into uh, the original Castlevania games. I, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I will be, uh, I will wait to see what happens. Um, I got a lot of faith <laughs> in this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm more interested mm-hmm. than I was before in part because as I said earlier, you know, I'm more hopped into this entire franchise. And I think given the general success of uh, the Netflix series, eh, this one's going to get a little bit more attention. So I- I'm thinking good things on this one. I'm hopeful. I hope so. Yeah. Um, all right. Zach at number 10. I have. 
So the next game that I was excited about uh, was a indie game that actually did come out called Where the Water Tastes Like yes! Wine. It's out! It, it, it happened! Yeah! It happened! It happened! Unfortunately, I didn't play it. No. Oh! <laughs> Zach, you're killing me here. I played a bunch of other games instead. I got real caught up with Dark Souls 3, let me tell you. Hey, that's good. Uh, Drew, at number 11. <laughs> Jesus. You you have 11 paired up with 2. For some reason, Death Stranding plus KH2. Um... Oh, because when you were going through, you, you kind of said, hey, my list is short. You only had like the few, like the four games. And you were like, I think your impression was, I just want something from either of these games. Well, uh, I mean, uh... I feel like, I know we, we must have gotten trailers. Like, I think, this isn't this the year You've gotten that... all sorts of shit. Is... You got a lot of trailers for Death Stranding and Kingdom Hearts 3. This and time. I'll be fair. Uh, my number at number twelve, I said same as number eleven. Mm. Anything for Death Stranding or Kingdom Hearts three. And hey, Kingdom Hearts three is in a couple days. Oh shit! <laughs> really? God damn! Nice. Should I, be t- January twenty ninth. I hope 29th. you guys have so much fun. Um, I won't. I probably won't play it. I'm gonna face my fears, Zach. I'm gonna face them. Face your fears. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Uh, because Kingdom Hearts three is coming out in a couple days, and I am excited for that. Death Stranding, I'm more excited for Kingdom Hearts 3 than I am Death Stranding, because in 2018, Death Stranding kind of, like, faded out for me. And I'm going to try to explain why, what I mean by that. Um, Drew, I think you were with me on the hype train for Death Stranding. I was. I, I think. I was indeed. I, I was kinda, on the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, so I guess we all were. Um, my personal opinion, and I'm sure I've said this before, I kind of stopped caring because I still have no idea what this game is, and it's been, like, a year. yeah. Like, That's where I'm at. I, I kind of was like, uh, what happens here? I can't tell what's going on in this game. And I, like, I'm all for Kojima having these trippy and weird and bizarre and almost otherworldly trailers. But it's a game. I don't know what you do in this game. I mean, I have, I have a vague idea. You're basically a courier. Right. But like, to what end? What are you doing? I don't know. Kind of thing. Don't ask me. I don't get this game. Yeah, so at best, I can tell, hey, maybe you're a courier, but even then, that might have just been a cutscene. I mean, maybe. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think they've just, uh, they've done the abstract a little too long, you know what I mean? Like, I need a payoff. Um, and there's, yeah. there's so much going on right now, right? Like, I'll, I'll care about it once it's about to come out and I have something concrete. That's my thought. I, I think the last trailer I saw was the Golden Mask trailer. Oh, yeah, that one Where they cool. revealed, like... It was like, oh my god, is that a video game boss? And you're like, <laughs> finally, something that looks like a video game. And then it turned out to be this horrible old god-like monstrosity. It was like, okay, put that away for a minute, but cool. Hey, something. <laughs> so what's Zach, next? at number 13, and we're probably going to go through these a little bit quicker because I feel like we're running out of uh, things to say. Yeah, uh, so Sea of Thieves, uh, another game, I actually, so I was planning on getting Sea of Thieves, and mm-hmm. then it came out, and I started hearing some news about it, and I was like, oh, maybe not, and so I decided not to play it. I I have nothing to say about this game. Uh, I know somebody who worked on it, and I'm really glad it oh. came out and did well. Um, just kind of, kind of fell apart for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, same, same here, it kind of like, like, it seemed like a cool game, but then it didn't, I don't know, it just, it came out, and from what I heard about it, I was like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. So, I just... So, for wh- whatever reason, for the next ones, it was just like, Adam, rapid fire a bunch of games. So, <laughs> I have a couple, uh, yeah, and I'll try to go wow. quick, because I think they were just kind of my, uh, uh, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition at 14, it came out, it was good, whatever. 
<clears throat> at 15 was Bayo 3 and the combo pack of 1 and 2. Um, I know, Drew, I think you were kind of interested in Bayonetta 3 as well. I was. I was. Uh, did you did you ever pick up a Switch? I don't got a Switch yet. I'm waiting for, for Nintendo to drop a trailer for 4. <coughs> Once they give me the trailer for 4, you can have my money. But until then, I hold on to it. You know, it sounds like you're holding your money for hostage, mm. and Nintendo does not negotiate with terrorists like that. I see. Oh I understand. We'll have to shut down the games industry for a while. Oh, no, no, we're not getting... <laughs> Uh, at number 16, uh, I listed Shadow of the Colossus HD, a game I was looking forward to, and then promptly decided never to pick up. But that's nothing of that game, I just never got around to picking it up. You were a busy man this year, you had Look, a lot going on. Did you get it? It says you got it yesterday. Oh no, that's for number 17, God of War oh. 2018. So, the story of dad and boy, um, I have heard... <laughs> I have heard revolutionizes the franchise for uh, God of War, like completely takes an amazing direction. It has won damn near countless Game of the Year awards at this point. Mm -hmm. It has been told to me to be a game of extraordinarily high quality. Um, I got my copy yesterday just because I never got around to picking it up. And then for Christmas, uh, I had a, a fun reason why maybe game sequels shouldn't just call themselves... The, the first game's name. Mm. There was a bit of a confusion over God of War and God of War 3. <laughs> it was like, oh. mm. Mm. Uh, Number 18 with Red Dead Redemption 2. I also am looking at my copy of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I plan on starting both of those games very soon. Nice. Uh, Red Dead 2. I think in our episode, Drew, you made a comment of like, Adam, I get the sense that you're going to like go on a rampage that they don't get that game. And it's like, well, Drew... I got that game. Thank God. No rampage needed. Thank God. Because yeah. you want a rampage. Uh, no, no one wants that. We, we, we like you happy. No one wants the Adam Rampage, yeah. Uh, number 19 was Indivisible, a game by the people who make uh, who made Skullgirls. It's a kind of a action RPG 2D game. I'm still very excited for it. I haven't heard much of it, so I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. Zach, uh, we kicked back over to you what, with number 20. Last of Us 2. Not out. So let me ask you, you saw the new trailer for Last of Us 2, I assume. I have. Or... Or I saw a couple of the trailers where they showed off their tech, and I was like, what do you that's think? cool. It looks like very good tech. <clears throat> um, their facial animations seem to be insanely good, which yeah, I'm pretty excited uh, about. It does look good. Uh, so like, number... I'd like to play the game, but, you know, I'll wait. I can wait. <laughs> yeah. Did you play Last of Us 1? I did. Oh, okay. That, Why that did actually surprised me. Like uh, well, because Last of Us 1 was a pretty tense, like, kind of horror game. And I know you, yep. you generally don't like horror games. Did you just kind of um, have to... I liked the drama aspects of it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And, like, I played through The Walking Dead. Like, zombie games oh, okay. don't actually scare me all that much. Oh, okay. Um, so, just not scared of zombies or stuff like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. At number 21, oh, a game again. you and I were both excited about. Oh, my God. Fucking Soul Calibur Six. Let me tell you. Holy shit. I got that game. I played it, and all the nostalgia just washed over me from playing Soul Calibur 2. I was just like, oh my god, I'm living the dream again. It really was like a... It's a reboot of the entire series. Uh, actually, it, weirdly enough, so it used to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and now it goes 1, 6. Yep. Like 2, 3, and 4... 2, 3, 4, 5, gone. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I'm and glad they to added, see... they added a weird character named Bro, and I don't like him very much. But other than that, I like this game a lot. <laughs> Soul Calibur 6 was really good. Uh, I actually haven't oh, watched shit. much of the... I need to I need to get the Neo Automata <clears throat> DLC. Oh, yeah. Tubi is in there. Tubi is in there. Sorry, Drew. We're almost we're almost done with think, our do interview. Um, 
22, it was something actually all three of us thought would probably happen. Coming in number 22, Konami unfucks itself. Mm, I, I, it didn't. It did not. <laughs> um, it gave me Zonianders 2 HD for PS4, so that's a point to it. It, uh, but it also gave us uh, Metal Gear Survive, so that's a point mm. taken. That happened yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? You remember that game that was a nothing of nothing? I, uh, I hurt because of that game. I feel pain. Oh, I was so. <laughs> yeah. But that last one, though. <laughs> Number twenty-three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven, mm-hmm. with the note Adam is super wrong. Because I said, we're getting it nothing. Nothing will come of Cyberpunk 2077. There is no... 2018 will be another year of silence. Well, egg on my face. Because after being 100% right about DMC5, I'm 0% right. Because they had a like stealth trailer at, at E3 2018. Where they showed off the game. And then, they showed off an almost an hour's worth of gameplay. And it looks yeah. amazing. amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. It I looked, am oh, that's my chair. so damn thrilled. <laughs> I am so ready for that. I am so ready for fucking oh, yeah. Cyberpunk, dude. <sighs> I, I can't wait for whatever future machine I'll need to play it, mm. but, you know. Yep. So, those were the 23 games the three of us were excited for this year. Um, How do we do, boys? Well, you know, well, I think uh, I think all in all, we did about as well as we could expect, um, given... I feel like I'm really good at picking games that aren't going to come out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say that um, 2018 was a, a year of games that it was a lot of. A, it was another year of big announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because remember, I think it was like 2016, 2015, where it was like every major game was getting announced or coming out. Yeah. This yeah. year was about a lot of the announcements, and it was always kind of a kicker to hear the coming in 2019. It's like, damn it. Yeah, I feel like you know, tw- 2017 was a year where like games just like hit the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you look at that list, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, right? It was just like, holy crap, look at all this stuff that came out. Yeah. But then 2018 swings around, and you get a lot of announcements. You do get some big drops, though. Like, you, what, you had Smash? Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of us said we were excited about Smash. <coughs> I didn't Well, I didn't know it was going to come out, and also I don't own a Smash. Yeah, none of us knew it was going to come out. It just sort of surprised us, and then boom, it's out. Because I... Oh, that's right, because... um, And I guess we'll move... Drew has a couple other things of, like, the... The reflection thing with what was our biggest gaming surprise uh smash would be one of my biggest gaming surprises because mm-hmm. i think it got announced and then came out that same year yeah yep so if uh, I that's may, why we didn't say anything if i may mm-hmm. maybe it's time to get officially into the reflection um because we got we got like three big questions for the reflection and i feel like each of us are gonna oh, yeah. have their own take um mm-hmm. yeah so if you guys don't matter because we did the re sorry we did the recap, so mm-hmm. so we have we have our recap, we have our thoughts, we have effectively we've been talking about what went on this year. Now it's time for the judgment, I suppose. Um, and so okay. that's game of the year, biggest gaming surprise, and what you think is the the theme of the year as far as games. You know, like how you feel. What do you, what kind of thoughts sum it all up? Um, mm. If you guys want to go round robin, that's totally fair. Uh, I don't mind going first, just to you know experiment with the format. Okay. So Drew, what was your game of the year? So uh, my game of the year, super controversial, super niche, uh, little game okay. called Dad of Boy, um, all about all about a, a, an old Norse god helping his young mm. boy take something mm. on top of a mountain and 
insanity ensues. It's the new God of War. It's amazing oh. in every possible way. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. It's great. I'm really happy that you picked it yeah, up. Yeah, it seems like it seems like an okay. game. I, I am very excited to play it. I, I I've always been a big fan of the God of War series. Um I feel kind of bad saying that because I didn't actually pick up Ascension because Ascension was kind of a... You know how Chain of Memories was kind of a nothing game? Mm-hmm. God of War Ascension was kind of the same way. It was like, why did this happen? I mean... But two... the new God of War... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to defend Chain of Memories, but there's no need. There's no need. Oh, well, like, you know, it's important, but it's like, eh, in the grand scheme, maybe... Well, I guess that's not taking true. Chain of Memories is important. What I'm trying to say is God of War Ascension didn't really seem that interesting, so I skipped it. But this new one... Like, I could not be more excited to play it. I'm kind of tempted to just call, like, I kind of wanted to call in and just be like, hey guys, I'm sick, I'm going to play my game. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm excited for you to play it, if only because now that I've gone through it, I kind of get mm-hmm. how much of a how much of a moment it is, not just for that franchise, but kind of just for, like, you know, like, games as a whole. Like, it's it does a lot of very interesting things with something that I really did think was done. Like, I really didn't think we were going to, mm-hmm. like, continue the series in, like, a bold way. I thought it was going to kind of go the way of, you know, uh, like, the old joke of, like, here's a game on its, like, seventh iteration, and it's just rehashing. But they, they redid it. Yeah. They, they made it fantastic. They addressed <laughs> some really interesting themes. And, um, yeah, I'm just... One of the things I'm actually most excited to hear to hear about... Uh, Ed- Try not to give me any, any spoilers and inadvertently saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that it does actually... Like, a lot of people made the thing of, like, is it ever going to touch back on, like, look at what a giant, like, huge jackass he was in the other ones? <clears throat> I've heard it kind of touches on that, and I'm really curious to see how it, it handles, like, that kind of deal. It absolutely takes Kratos to task on the sins of his past um, and how that Uh has affected him getting older. And I think that is a huge and very important thing to hit for a Mm -hmm. character like Kratos. Cause like, you know, you know, like we're getting older, people are getting older and it's, it's cool to see something that kind of comes from these roots of like, I am the God of war. I, I am, you know, whatever you want to call me. And then to see a game that's very much about reflection and just, you know, Mm -hmm. almost survivor's guilt and it's really interesting. You know what the worst thing yeah. is? What's up? The worst thing is a lot of the atrocities Kratos do- does mm-hmm. or did in the previous God of War games. Uh, I was the one controlling him, so I guess that's kind of also on me. So thanks, game. Yeah, so you're going to get a lot of reflection on your own actions, I suppose. Yeah. He's like, did I really need to kick that man down that well? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because it was the only way to get out of the room. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Would you kindly? Um, um, I guess as far as biggest gaming surprise, <clears throat> um, you know... Uh, really i i kind of thought 76 was going to be less of a less of a garbage fire <laughs> like i know that's kind oh of a God. weird one but like like it's nope, not even that i'm disappointed yeah, it's just i fair. didn't expect the ball to be dropped so hard like i want to say telltale going away but i, I kind of figured they were a bit of a troubled studio anyway like i did not mm-hmm. i did not foresee like what was going to happen with with fallout because like fallout always felt like a very safe like oh you know you, you get what you get from it now you don't yeah so i'm excited to I, see what happens there i gotta be honest that was a big shock to me to like to see it come out and not be uh Admittedly, I had I had my suspicions after Todd fucking said we have incredible bugs. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I share your I share your same sentiment, Zach. Once he said that, it was like, uh oh. And uh, uh, finally, just uh, theme of the year. 
Uh, I was thinking about it a little bit. I feel like conflict works out. You know, this was uh, as far as gaming comes out. Like, there were some good things, obviously, but I feel like there was a lot of, you know, there was legislation around loot boxes. There were studios closing. There was a lot of, a lot of weird stuff happening. Um, and there were a lot of fighting games mm-hmm. that came out too. So, you know, I feel like as a year, as 2018 is, it was a year of relative turmoil, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Whatever. I see. Yeah, that's me. That's me, guys. Uh, I, I guess, I guess I'll go next. Um, what's my game of the year? Uh, so I kind of have two. Um, and I, I, they added this little caveat of a game that you know it could be one that came out this year or one that you just played a lot. Uh, because I feel like you know, because mm-hmm. I kind of want to squeeze one. Um, I, I have two, and I'm because I, I couldn't quite pick one. What my game of the year that came out this year? Uh, is most likely Monster Hunter World. It was everything i was hoping it would be and i as somebody who like i've said this before who grew up kind of always being like that kid pressed up to the glass looking at monster hunter because they just weren't coming out over here of like man that looks so cool to finally have it on a console that i could play uh with all my and a lot of my friends getting as excited as i was and being able to kind of play with them it was kind of it was just everything i wanted it to be if i had to give it a knock down on the, the one thing it could have done better is uh, it actually launched launched with the fewest number of monsters of any uh, Monster Hunter game? I think maybe with some of the original ones as an exception, uh, because Monster Hunter uh, Monster Hunter as a franchise is huge, and there are tons and tons of monsters. World by comparison has very few, but I almost give it some leeway because it is a massive, brand new engine. It is the first entry in the quote unquote World series, and okay. as an well, because it like Gazak, it's an entire it was a tire. Uh, rene- re-innovation of the of the entire game concept kind of right. deal. Right, right, right. Uh, and two, just from an art asset thing, like, you know, as the more complex a game gets, the longer it takes to make one individual, like, level or character or asset, each monster is its own character. So it's kind of like, this is a really high-fidelity game now that, you know, it kind of takes a little bit more time for monsters to come out. But the ones that have come out are fantastic. I, I love that game to death. Um, mm-hmm. If wow. I had to get... If I had to give a second one, and I just want to get, give this a shout out, I also really, I think this is the year I pretty much only played like Breath of the Wild. Like I, uh, I know, it, I know it's a game from last year or a year before, but I because I was trying to finish Persona Five at the end of 2017 and then beat it uh, early 2018. I didn't actually start Breath of the Wild until uh, 2018. Um, I really don't know how to describe how much I like that game. It, it's really hard. So I and I know I've talked to death about it. I just want to give it a shout out because it occurred to me that I had been playing that game, and every time I go back to it, I'm still thoroughly enjoying myself. And I, like, that's a fucking like a achie- like achievement of a game right there. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, biggest gaming surprise. Biggest gaming surprise. This is gonna seem kind of cheap, but I damn near lost my mind when they announced Joker in Smash Ultimate. Oh god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um Yeah, yeah. I know that might feel cheap because it happened only later this December, but from a game like I didn't even think that was a possibility of a of a like a character reveal. And even oh. when Ian Ian our friend Ian sent us a thing that said Adam uh Joker's in Smash, I thought this is a fan animation. Then I'm watching the trailer, and it's like a live clip from the Game Awards. It's like, wait a minute, this is real. What the fuck? What the fuck? And yeah, right. It, it's just the it's the last time, uh, it more the most recent time a game just absolutely floored me, like with its surprise. Oh, uh, yeah, that was... I 
I remember calling my cousin and being like, dude, you have to look at this new trailer. Um, and then, what would I consider the theme of the year? If I had to... Because I'm not... I don't want to over... Like, uh, to take Drew's thing of conflict, but... It did feel like a lot of game studios were just kind of imploding on themselves. Implosion. Uh, Implosion. There you go. That's the um, theme. Yeah, I, I guess I'd be. I guess I'd have to do that. If I if I had to think of it in terms of it for games themselves, um, I'm trying to think of a way to say this, it feels like this was a year a lot of games like came out that were massive shakeups to old formulas, kind of deal. Mm. Like a lot of games came out this year that were like. That were nothing like their predecessors, even in like series. Like well, they were... I mean, I mean, Assassin's Creed came out, and that was pretty similar to the previous Assassin's Creed. I, but there are still stuff it was trying they like were... new, like yeah, and were, that, that's some new things, yeah. and like those are there are a lot of really big new things they was trying to do. Um, you know, I, I guess the the example we've used before is like like God of War. That was a complete redo of like an entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Red Dead Two really did try to innovate and redo the way it does exploration the way it hands out quests uh and like how how you get them um it was actually it's interesting zach you made a thing of something you wanted to see in 2018 of ai being more adaptive to give Mm -hmm. players quests red dead is a step towards that where yeah no i've heard that and this is a again maybe this is just because i played a lot of breath of the wild and that is such a big shakeup yeah that franchise it just felt to me like franchises were trying just something brand new this year and that was something i really liked uh, that was a big surprise uh sorry it, it was the theme and a big surprise i guess yeah, yeah there you go you know <laughs> you, you kind of touch on something i feel like this year like at least like the last couple years or so like there was a lot of discussion around gaming hardware and you know like peripherals like vr and you know the new xbox mm-hmm. and what have you and this year felt very solidly in the camp of no we just have like software we just have video games to play just just figure that out and I feel like that's, yeah. that's yeah. not bad. I feel like that's not bad. Sorry. I'm just no. trying to figure out how to make the video game. Yeah, well, this mm-hmm. is now we're figuring uh, it out. Oh, right. There's another one. Uh, another sort of like new innovative idea is the Octopath Traveler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That go. was interesting. I remember that came out this year. Um, it it did? Oh, my God, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Zach. Hi there. Ugh. Zach, tell us your game of the year, so, your theme, and your shock. So I, I've got two games of the year. There's I, And I categorize them slightly differently. I have... Best game that came out this year, or my favorite game that came out this year, mm-hmm. and the game that the game of my year. Mm-hmm. So Actually, like, let me quicken. That's probably a good way to say it. I game of the year would be for my monster. Game of my year was probably Zelda. So yeah, I just yeah. Want, so that's I'm a good way start, of describing it. I'm going to start with the game of my year, and that is Dark Souls Three. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I had started it before 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you. Beating that game and beating all the DLCs for it has been a fucking quest. You know what? I just gotta say, I like the way you phrase that. Of like, here's like here's the best game, and then this is the game that was just my year, like that like made your year. Yeah, you were putting a lot of effort into DS3. I put so much effort into it. I I've talked about this on the podcast before about how fucking frustrated I got with the Nameless King, mm-hmm. but like I put I put the time and the effort, and I finished it. And now I am like, I now feel like I am big, like into the Dark Souls stuff. It is super fun to have beaten one of those games, and I just, I just love mm-hmm. it as being my game. Of, like that's, that's, that is the game that I'm going to be thinking about when I think about 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I think about my favorite, my favorite game that came out in 2018, 
Mm-hmm. I really only have one word. Hmm. Smash, smash, <laughs> smash, 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 smash. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, so good, <laughs> so good. You know what? I feel really bad for that game because I have it in my Switch right now. I don't think I've actually played much of my copy of the game. Right. Because every time, every time I go to play that game, I go over to somebody's house and play on their copy, and we unlock characters on their game. But it's like. I should bring my copy over one day and yeah. just start unlocking characters. So I I have I, I played it at home. I played a bunch of World of Light, and then I played a bunch of the classic mode to just finish up. I just, like, last fucking night unlocked all the characters. Wow. Um, it took me a while. But yeah, no, I am just super <laughs> excited. Um, surprise, maybe unsurprisingly, I actually like the Fire Emblem characters a lot. But um, seriously, Roy's our boy. That man is a motherfucking monster. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, no, just Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is my favorite game that came out this year. Nice. Um, so what is my biggest surprise? Um, I'm going to say, I guess, I don't know if this is like a single surprise, but I'm just so surprised by all the big news that came out this year. I'm, su- I'm surprised that like, it was just like, Telltale closes, uh, Riot has a sexual harassment problem uh red dead 2 overworks their workers it was just like thing after thing after thing the loot box thing it was just like this year had just announcement basically just like news event after news event after news event after news Mm. event and i'm like listen man if i wanted news announcements every fucking week i'd look at the regular news i i'm just really surprised by how much news came out this year and i'm thankful that it all came out but i'm just like damn this is a lot yeah that was let me ask you this question. I was thinking about this when we were, and this is a question to both of you. I was thinking about this question when we were, when I was re-listening to the old podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it was like, because we always know there's big news in the games industry, but I guess I it, like it never, you kind of hear about it bits and pieces. But since we started doing the podcast and stuff like that, um, and like, you know, we would talk about these things on the podcast. I don't like, I'm now like stopping and like really looking at them like, well, let's go talk about this. And I actually feel like we covered a lot, of, like a lot of these stories, like in a little bit over the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, yeah. being on the podcast has made you more in tune with that kind of stuff? Because now it's like a, hey, now I, I now I have a place to kind of go discuss it. Yeah, I, I think there is a certain way that that is true. That like, like things would come out and then we'd have a discussion about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it has made me much more aware of what's going on. But I also think this year just had a lot of news. Oh yeah, that's not to discount. There were. And it was like, what the fucking games industry? I come to you to, like, relax for a minute. Not for you to be, like, also megacorp evil. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's that's just the thing. Corporations are not your friends. Um, they're they're going to be what they're going to be. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my biggest surprise for this year. Uh, but what would I consider the theme for this year? Oh, I'm, I'm going to, like, supersede your guys' themes. My theme for this year is Shock to the System. Why? System Shock did not come out. Listen, man, it's not about the system shock. It's it's just like like you were mentioning it before. Games were reinventing themselves this year, and then all these news stories came out this year that were just like shocks to the industry. Um, and so that's that's my theme for the year. It's just shock to the system. Well, we'll see what it leads peg. to. But knock down peg. I don't think that supersedes nothing. That's just like that's how that hap- that rules out. But I agree. This year was pretty. That was a pretty long year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three hundred sixty-five days. That certainly felt longer. Mm. Yeah, seriously. Here, let me. Let, I'll tell you this. Um, how long ago did Black Panther come out? Uh, it came out this year. Yeah. How long ago does February feel? 
Feels quite a long time away. Feels quite a long time away. <laughs> 2018 uh, again. Amorphous blob. I don't know what to tell you outside of that. Just lots of weird yeah. shit so, going down. But what are we looking forward to in 2019? Oh, you know what? What an excellent question, Adam. Let's see. Check out that sick transition. Hopefully it. those hopefully those companies get their shit together. Yeah, you know, for me, um, I mean, I think you guys know. I'm excited to see how Kingdom Hearts 3 wraps up that entire trilogy, whatever the hell you want to call it. Oh, um, my God. I, I got to get it, and I got to play through it. I expect it is going to... I expect I'm going to be terrible at it, and I, I expect I'm going to be... I'm finally going to be that old man who's complaining about how the game used to be and hating some of the mechanics of the new one. But <laughs> it looks oh boy, beautiful, I'm for that and I'm going to secretly love the hell out of it. That is my thought. And uh, Don't Get Cry 5 ah. is going to consume my life. That is my, not, yep. not really my fear or hope, it's just a, an ultimate truth. Like I know what is, you know what's going to consume my life. What's up? Mm. Uh, Civilization Six Gathering Storm. Ooh. Oh yeah, Civ <laughs> Six is coming out. Yeah, the new expansion for Civ Six is coming out, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to lose a bunch of hours to that, aren't I? <laughs> Let's go back to Kingdom Hearts 3. I had a weird revelation about myself, Drew, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping you might be able to figure this out. I'm ready. Somebody told me that Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out later this month. And instead of feeling like immediate joy and excitement, it was just like a, okay, like, yeah, that's happening. And it's like, I'll still probably pick it up, but I don't know if I'll play it immediately. I feel like, I feel like I'm still kind of, I don't know how to describe it with that game. It's just like, it's, it's been like so long in the waiting that it's like, oh, it's here. It's like. You don't, know, finally. You don't know what tired, to do man. with yourself now that it's finally here. It's like you've grown so yeah. used to it being like this intangible, impossible thing that's been teased in front of you. The fact that it's real, you're almost just like, nah, it's an illusion. It's, it's yeah. a mirage. Well, I, <clears throat> yeah, I think the other thing was, is it, it's just been a while. Like it was so long that I've kind of, uh, the reason I was actually really trying to like looking forward to like maybe replaying the old games was to kind of get back into it. Cause I remember liking those games, but I, I, it would feel weird, like, just, like, cold turkey diving into three and be like, oh, yeah, what the hell is going on here? I think that's my fear. Like, I'm going to just be so lost in this game series I used to love. Uh, and that, like, similar to, like, Devil May Cry 5. Devil May Cry 5, the la- DMC4 was ten years ago. I don't have that fear with five. I know exactly where it stands. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm. Probably probably the m- thing I'm most looking forward to um, uh, coming up recently is DMC5. Like, Nice, 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 nice. Um, I, I'm looking forward to... Uh, uh, well, whenever Iceborne, the Monster Hunter World Iceborne comes out, I think that comes out in August. That should be fun. Yeah, um, nice, nice. I have to like, I am, get into that game enough that I can do it, but I also need... There's so, many, so much other shit I need to play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thing about Monster Hunter World, if you get into it, it will devour every hour you think you have available. Oh boy, I need to. I have it, other games to devour my hours. It's one of those. Uh, well worth it, but just know that you. It's very easy to sink. It's one of those games that's like I'm gonna play for an hour. Look at the clock. Oh my god, it's been seven. Oh dear. Oh boy. Here uh, we go. Yeah. I guess I'm. I'm still looking forward to. Uh, oh, go ahead, Drew. I was. I was gonna. No, no, no. Finish. Finish what you're saying. I got one more thing I'm looking forward to, but uh, finish what you're saying, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to Crystal Chronicles HD, oh, yeah. which is a game which was like my ne- it's never going to happen dream shot game that every once in a while I remember and like get all giddy again that it's coming. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen much of it except for a f- trailer here or there. I, I still am like in a blur about that. I'm so excited for that one. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. I, then, I mean, mm-hmm. 
I, you know, you know what I'm excited about? Mm-hmm. Do tell. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Oh, is that <gasps> happening? Is that happening in yes, 2019? It's, it's, uh, they said it was going to come out in 2019. I don't believe you it. You know what? They say a lot of things. I've been hurt before. Sekiro, <laughs> games get delayed twice. I mean, it'll be great when we review this next year and we're like, hey, Zach, weren't you excited about Sekiro? And yeah, it didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm hopeful that in 2019... Bloodstained or Indivisible comes out. I'm hopeful that fucking Cyberpunk comes out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of games that we gotta just like, I hope it comes out. <laughs> do, you, do you think Death Stranding's gonna come out no, in 2019? No. No. No, no. no. That, that, that's an ambitious hope. We are gonna eat our fucking words on this one, but it ain't coming out, let me tell you. I, bookmark it, because in 2019, or sorry, in 2020, when we do this again, I'll look through these little notes, and we'll see what happened. <laughs> Nice. Oh my god, yeah. That'll be great. So, uh, and I guess the last one on my list, Pokemon. Mm. Oh yeah! The, the and Pokemon's coming out this year. For Switch? Ooh. Yep. And I'm pretty uh, excited for it. I feel like Pokemon... Like, they haven't... Pokemon already has, like, uh, like Pocket Go or whatever. Like, the new one, right? Like, the remake Yeah, they of, have... Well, uh, they have Pokemon Let's... Yeah, that's that's to get new people in. This new Pokemon game is for the more enfranchised players, so I think it was, it was like, a different studio's doing them. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, you said you had a couple other games you were looking forward to? Yeah, so, uh, as I talked about a little bit earlier, um, you know, I, uh, I got Hades for my birthday, and, uh, it is, uh, it is fantastic. Uh, for those who don't know, it's, uh, the newest, hottest, super giant game. The folks who did Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, uh, the little, the little indie engine that could, that, um, I'm quite thrilled with. Uh, the game's premise is you are the son of Hades trying to escape Hades. Um, it has a lot of, you know, wonderful Greek mythology to go along with it. It's a roguelike, so I'm already infatuated with it. And it is in early mm-hmm. access, which means that while the release product right now, as far as I care, is complete and handles really well, they're going to be doing patches in the future. They're going to be updating it. It's a work in progress. And I'm really interested to mm-hmm. see what Supergiant's going to do and see how the game kind of builds and changes over the course of the year. Because I think I'm usually very skeptical of early access, but I think in this particular case, it could work out really well. So uh, I feel like fingers crossed. Fingers I feel crossed. like with this with this game in particular, I feel like the almost like the intended mode of play is through early access. Well, I mean, uh, you look at like... uh, you look at Binding of Isaac. They have they're not officially early access, but they've had a lots of you know subsequent you know patches and additions that you purchase afterwards. And I think roguelikes as a whole yeah. do lend themselves to early access. At least a lot better than what I've seen in the past. Like, it is a system yeah, of, yeah. hey, we're just going to plop in some of these elements <laughs> into an already established system. So, from that perspective, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful. The product they got already is fantastic, and I can't wait to see what comes next. And uh, yep. the rest of the year is going to be a big surprise for me, and I can't wait to see what happens, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird here. thing. Uh, I was just thinking about, like, you know, last year, we, we all had, like, these lists of, here are all these games that we want, and we're going to talk about them. This year, uh, maybe because we went through all those games and t- chat about them, um, it was just like 2019 like has a bunch of games that are coming out that like we thought were going to be in 2018. So it was kind of like, okay, 2019 is the year of waiting. Yeah, wait for that thing to come out now. Wait, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, 2018 feels like we were waiting for the game and it never came out. Yeah, like 18 was like here's the excitement. 19 was the all right, come all right, on, here we let's go. go. Come on, let's do it. All right. But I think uh, anything else we had to say about the looking forward in 2019? Thoughts, feelings, hopes, uh, dreams? 
No, I think I think I'm good. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. 2019. I said it in 2018, but 2019, I'm far more sure. I am guaranteeing. Not guaranteeing. I am 50% guaranteeing <laughs> that, which makes it a solid yes, it, yes or no. I believe this will be the year we finally do see those new consoles: the PS5, the Xbox One, something or other, uh, and that new revision of the I'm Switch. I'm not ready for a new cycle. I, I feel like we just I, got settled like into the a nice Switch just room. came out. I don't need a new version for this shit. You know what? You would think that um, the PS5 is a couple years old, or sorry, the PS4, and the PS5 yeah, is probably coming up soon. Uh, Xbox One. That's the way. Because the Xbox, what is the new one? The Xbox One X. S. I don't know. Don't ask me. You know what? Here's the thing. It used to be you could tell the generations of the consoles. Now, with all those iterations from before, I have no idea, like, what generation we're in. Uh, I feel like only the Switch is in that next generation. And, and hell, we may be getting a hardware revision of that. Um, I... I don't really know how to feel about that one, because I'm curious to see what they'd improve on it. I I care about games. I want the games... Uh, peripherals yeah. and hardware are a means to an end for me so you know give me my Devil May mm-hmm. Cry and you can put it on whatever the hell you want just make sure I can play it yeah honestly 2019 just needs to give me Devil May Cry 5 and I'll be pretty happy with it <laughs> just give me a game about the apocalypse oh, I'm Listen, good to man, go <laughs> I, have, I have so many games that came out in like 2018 that I just need to go back and play so seriously I'll tell you guys something I did what, uh, recently what you done do? I so one of my resolutions was I wanted to beat more games in 2018 and that sort of kind of happened this year for 2019 i'm trying something different i listed down all of the games i want to beat that i already own like it's just like mm-hmm. what has been on my mind that i just keep saying i want to play and do it so i put it all on a list of like okay anytime you're feeling bored or need something to play play one of those and some of them are real short so just get that list out of the way so i'm gonna see if that helps yeah we'll see I mean, I think I tried the same thing and it didn't quite work out, but mm-hmm. I did get a lot of games done. I'm surprised by the amount of games that I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. Mm. Nice. Well, so, gentlemen. shall we move on to our... Oh, 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 uh-huh. oh, oh. transition yes. game, transition uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, no, transition <laughs> fumble, just like 2018. Uh, all right, let's get, let's get into that design club, boys. Yes, it, it is design club time. Um, and 2019's coming, but you're not allowed to see it yet. You gotta beat the final boss of 2018. The final boss of 2018 has appeared. <laughs> we gotta make. The premise is to create a boss based off of the events of 2018, and then formulate a strategy oh. to defeat the boss that is 2018. Okay, wait. A robot overlord that reinvents itself all the time. Hmm. Oh god, that's horrifying. Okay, okay. Um... I, I'll put the stipulation. It doesn't need to be just the stories that we talked about today. It can be anything from 2018. Um, I mean, from... if I really wanted like my favorite boss from 2018, I would just say the Trash King. But uh, <laughs> the well, Trash no, no, King. Like, we're, we're making a boss. We're making a game a came boss. out in two, uh, 2018. Its name was Donut County, and there was a raccoon that's called the Trash King in Donut County. <laughs> I do want. So we're making that. a boss. So we are making a I, boss. I do too. We are making a boss. So what are we incorporating into this this terrible final boss that encapsulates oh my all God, of the 2018? Well, one power I would like the boss of 2018 to have is like time dilation and stuff mm. like that. Because again, mm. 2018 seemed to drag on forever for me. So I feel like the final boss would just have like would be able to cast like slow or haste or like time manipulation and shit. I also feel like I feel like it needs to cheat in some way or it needs to take your like. It's got to, like, take your money mm. or take your value somehow. Mm. Okay. Take your value. Oh. 
Stealing, stealing from you, stealing from what you. What would it? Thief. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a thief. It can manipulate time. I'm not sure about the details of it, but I think the way to beat it is is gonna be you just like let it wear itself out, and it, it hurts itself somehow. It's a, it's a poisoning boss. It's a boss that just, like, keeps thrashing around so much and doing so much annoying, weird, dumb shit. It eventually knocks itself off of the uh, off of the platform that you're fighting it on. Oh, so it's like an endurance fight. <laughs> it's an endurance fight, yes. 20... You gotta outlast it. You know what? That hits a little too close to home. This is very accurate. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm imagining the final boss of 2018 to be basically this amorphous blob mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it has all these tendrils. And it, you know, using its time manipulation will, like, reach in and, like, steal something from your wallet or, uh, you know, does stuff to the rest of your party members to provoke or agitate them. Mm. So everybody's a little, like, constantly on edge. Mm. I feel like it's got to, like, but it has to hurt itself, too. Well... I would imagine it has to do all. It has to do all of these things by splitting itself over and over and oh. over again. I've got it. I've got so it. So like it needs to be. It needs to be on some kind of self-destructive cycle. So here's what happens. Hmm. Here's Go what for happens. it, Drew. So it is an amorphous blob that you do something to it that doesn't hurt it, but then it splits up into a thousand tiny blobs, and all of those tiny blobs have to race towards the center of the stage to reform themselves. And as they do so, they ha- they slowly start killing off the weaker ones until eventually there's hardly any of the boss left, and it becomes less of a blob and something you can defeat. And I say this because I'm going for a Fortnite illusion here, where the boss is its own battle. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's actually hold on that's actually kind of brilliant where so like you hit it and it splits and this maybe the, like the bigger ones are doing like the time stuff all of the little ones are like niggling at you and getting getting your uh your money or agitating people but you have to beat the smaller ones but that just leaves the big ones in a giant battle ro- i like the idea of the boss being its own battle royale yeah mm, i like this and I the like last this. thing is like like something more solid you could actually like chip away at mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually honestly this boss design. I have never seen a boss like this before. I like it. I like it. Like on its own, it wouldn't do much, but once you actually try it, like once it's finally here, it's like, well, I'm gonna split. And like no, because I've seen it's... I've seen bosses that split up. Like yeah, but not that one that like cannibalizes like the... itself. Yeah, exactly. Like a boss is midway through cannibalizing itself, and you're just like sitting on the background trying not to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. What would we name this boss? Fortnite. <laughs> no no okay. i i do want that to be one of its spells mm. like it's like oh no, the boss is preparing to cast a fortnight oh my it. god um, um i think fifth night there we go mm. 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 oh you know what that works into the reinvent itself thing because every time it reforms it has like a different form that you have to kind of deal with to split it up because it, it keeps on trying to oh! change itself up to account for the fact that it's so, losing money and everything so like it's it starts in one form mm-hmm. And it does a bunch of stuff, and you finally deal enough damage that it splits, and then you, it, you know, does the battle royale thing amongst itself, where as you kill it, it leaves only one thing. And you know the what? The one that... Sorry, um, so for, the, like, what'll uh, happen is, like, the different bits will be on random, so some of them will just want to be one form, others will not want, will want to be another, and that'll be part of the filtering process, is, like, you know, the ones, mm-hmm. like, the one that most wants to be a certain form, that's the form that happens, and all the ones that don't turn into the other form just die or eviscerate or what have you. Yeah, so, like, if it starts off as, like, a form, it's like, hey, I'm gonna be stealing from you, so you do enough damage all the while stealing your money, and it breaks, it has this battle royale thing, and then, let's say all of the things that want to be, uh, you know, 
like to agitate you or stuff they all form and now the main body is like doing all of its agitation stuff so then you have to break that and then try to like coax it into being the form you can actually deal with exactly yeah exactly. that sounds cool all right but we still uh, have a boss name guys i don't know what i'd call that uh something that wears and grates on your mind it's nitwick oh <gasps> look at you look at you. no it's not nitwick um, Self-deprecating humor will not save us in the year 2019. Mm, mm, um, gotta put our steely faces on. Where 2000. Wait, teen. Oh god, 2018. I think. I think. Um, uh, I just think the splitter. The splitter. Mm, but we got we got to work in something else here, or maybe breakdown. Hey, let's go breakdown. I like. It. Let's go on breakdown. Twenty eighteen, the year of the breakdown. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's break it down, y'all. Do, 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 break do, it do. Down. All right. All right. That's an interesting boss. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right then. We have done a lot of discussion, y'all. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, twenty eight, twenty nineteen. Let's ring in the new year with uh. Some toasts and some pour-outs. I myself will give I have a, toast. a toast to the Castlevania series, uh, because I got into Yay! it this year uh, a lot harder than I was expecting, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a welcome surprise. So, you know, Castlevania, cheers to you, bud. Doing all right. Hmm. I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to give a toast to Donut County. I mentioned it earlier, but I watched two full playthroughs of this game. It looks fucking adorable. I need to buy it and play it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Do I have any toast or pour outs? I actually think I'm good. I can't really think of anything. Uh, I guess I give a toast to the new Aquaman movie. I saw that recently. That wasn't too bad. Oh yeah, that I was, want that to was... toast. I want to toast the new Spider-Man movie, but I haven't seen it. Oh, you should. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Uh, I'm gonna give a toast to uh, fuck. What what game was I just thinking? Of? Damn it! Damn it! All right, I'll come back to me. Oh, 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 I can't remember it. A toast to all games. A toast to all games. A toast to games. A toast yeah. To games. There we go. Fantastic. That sounds about right. I'm gonna. I'm also gonna pour one out for uh, everybody who lost their jobs at Telltale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna give a toast to 2019. May you be better than 2018. We're gonna give a pour out to 2018. My dude, what happened? <laughs> glorious and i'm gonna give a toast to the man the first person who ever said who has said the word my dude you have fundamentally changed me i see i thank you well i think if that's if that's all we can say zach will you give us our freshest Mm -hmm. lesson of the year all right hey there everybody it's time now for the lesson of the day today's lesson when you want to review something properly remember to look over all the facts all the details all the everything really and then throw it out the window because it doesn't matter and that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Mm. Surprise twist the ending run to my... that one. That's, it's the way I've lived my life for most things, and damn if I'm going to change it now. <laughs> glorious, glorious. <laughs> All right, listeners, uh, thank you so much for being with us throughout the year. I uh, hope your new one is fresh and exciting with lots of cool things happening for you. Um, we're going to be here podcasting as always. Um, if you want to give us any comments or talk to us or do anything like that, you can always reach us on Facebook, on Twitter, or at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. And also, hey, maybe drop a review on whatever podcasting app you're using because, uh, you're pretty cool if you do that. Only cool people review. 
Uh, next mm-hmm. week, uh, next week is a surprise topic. Uh, gonna leave you in suspense, so be ready for it. Uh, music this week, uh, Mariachi Entertainment System. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> God damn it! The name of that fucking... <laughs> Dude, they're good. They're good. And, uh, with that, <laughs> with that, uh, you guys feeling after hours, or how are you guys feeling? What do you think, Zach? I'll, I'll base it off what you want to do. Um, I could do like a short after hours. All right, so we'll go chat about some stuff upstairs. All right, come on up. Rest of you awesome people, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Walking upstairs, look at that bat, look at those spiders, look at that cat. We have a cat. You know, one now. of these days. <laughs> What's up? Meow. His name is Chess. He's great. Oh, hi, Chess. You know, one of these days, we'll have to actually, like, clean this place out. Yeah, probably. One of these days. I mean, I it really is my responsibility, given this is my place. I think but... it has a nice charm, though. It has a nice kind of spooky, you know, hey, we might die here charm. That's just so quaint and lovely. Huh. I, You know what? I appreciate your positivity regarding my place. Can I talk about Hades now? Please? You may. Please? Hades is really good. Okay. Hades is really, okay. really good. How good? I can tell. It's very good. <laughs> it's a super giant game that was tailor-made for things I like. It's really good, and I'm yeah. very happy. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember seeing that trailer and thinking, yeah, that's a Drew game. Mm. That, You know, I always thought, like, Super Giants, if you ever did, like, a roguelike, that'd be pretty sick. And so when it came out, I was oh, like, shit. this isn't, like, a surprise. It was like a, well, finally, they did it. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad to hear it's it's doing well. I mean, it's do, uh, it's doing well. It's uh, it's very funny. I, I have to say, like the I was worried that like the super giant focus on storytelling and narrative would leave because of the nature of roguelikes. But no, mm-hmm. it actually works oh, no. perfectly with the conceit of the story, and I love it to death. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, how how finished do you would you think the game is? Like, can you beat the whole thing, or does it chop you off at like, hey, you've made it this far down? It feels that's it. finished. Like, I I haven't beaten it, but so far I've not run into anything that tells me, oh, it's not done. It just feels like I have more mm-hmm. stuff to unlock. Like, I'm pretty sure it has an end state right now. So yeah, I don't know, guys. And from hmm. what I know, people have actually gotten to the the final boss of the current installment, which is and a beaten it. freaking achievement because that game is hard. It is a freaking difficult mm-hmm. game. <laughs> So it and it still plays like all the other super. It's got like the perspective, like the kind of angled perspective they all have. It, uh, it's like a. Ref- does it feel more like? It's a. Ref- mm-hmm. It feels like a Bastion. It, it's like a refinement of uh, Bastion and Transistor's gameplay. I can't speak for Pyre because Pyre kind of did its whole like soccer sports thing, but it. It was it was basketball, yeah. But it, it's hmm. like they've definitely got that formula, refined it, and added some nice little tweaks that I think work really well. Um, like playing it now, it would be very difficult to go back to Bastion and try that game out just because I feel like it would feel so much jankier compared to what I have now. Gotcha. But, but going back to Bastion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, cause I remember Transistor felt really good to play. Yeah, uh, it did. if a little slow at times, like, like things were a little too weighty at times that I felt, mm-hmm. um, does it still have that kind of like, cause the videos I've seen seems like it, like all of your actions have pretty good weight to them. I would say, um... It there are different gameplay styles based off the weapon you choose. Um, mm-hmm. So far, everything has felt really good and really clean and really smooth. Like again, it feels like a refined formula. Like the game, like again, they haven't done a roguelike, but the gameplay itself is something they have done before, and it seems like they they learned a lesson or two. So uh, yeah, mm. man, all I can say is give it a pickup. Give it a pickup. What's it your thought on it? Oh, good. go ahead, Zach. Uh, the one problem I have with it is is I have to go get another. 
Um, I have to go to the what is it? The THQ? Uh, the Epic Store. Oh, Epic Epic Storefront. Yeah, here's my here's my thought on that. It's it's interesting because at first I was like, ah, oh, damn it, another store, another computer, another uh, competitor for Steam. <clears throat> but actually, what I'm finding with the Epic Store and mm-hmm. that I'm hopeful for. The Epic Store isn't like Steam. It doesn't have, like, a catalog of 100 games you could get anywhere. It has a very small catalog of games that they've, like, you know, got deals with. I think, like, a a very small listing. But I think, as a result, Mm -hmm. the platform could be healthier. Like, my big problem with Steam right now is, like, it's a mess. Is, uh, you know, with the Epic Store, it feels very... It almost feels like Nintendo in the sense where it's got a few games and if they do it right, they could just like really support those games and make them better and make the experience of playing them better. And I feel like as far as online stores go, that'd be a really interesting angle. And if that's what happens, I would gladly keep going versus Steam where like okay. it's, it feels like a mess most of the time. Like I hate to say that because I love yeah. Valve, but like kind of feels like... Oh, it's like, a hot mess. Apart. Like we, we yeah. all know it's a hot mess. But I, I the, think the problem, the problem I have with the, the Epic Game Store is that they don't have a lot of, like, pro-consumer features. Mm-hmm. Like, it took forever for refunds to show up on Steam, but at least they're on the fucking platform now, whereas the Epic Game Store doesn't have the that. Um, well, I thought they just added that. Like, I th- oh, did I they read, just add like, that? Oh, okay. Like, a day or two ago, they, they added that in. Oh, um, well, it, yeah, I, mean, I missed it. If your concern is that, like, you know, Steam is a more matured platform as opposed to Epic, um, and, and, like, some of the stuff they have... Uh, I'm not so much worried about that because usually consumers will drive people to put those kind of features in. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if your thing doesn't have features that your consumer base wants, they aren't going to use it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'd say it does feel kind of weird. Uh, they're actually being a competitor to Steam. And it made me realize just how much of a, like, a given, like, hey, this thing's going to be on Steam had become. Um, and I feel like Valve kind of has gotten a little... Like, Steam's a fucking hot mess in terms of, like, hey, I want to actually find something, and then, like, how things are run. Uh, I think we actually have, like, a topic that we wanted to do at one point was to, like, really research the, like, Steam as, like, a game front. Uh, And now it's interesting because now we have another big name that's actually come up to challenge it and seems to be doing relatively well at doing that i I like it because Um, their approach isn't copycat like their approach i'm totally with you zach there's some stuff that's missing like like gifting i don't even think they fully have that supported i had to like get a venmo (coughs) from my brother to make it happen but like uh, again for like a small soft launch i think it's a very interesting Mm -hmm. experiment and i'm i'm all Mm -hmm. for the competition working in a way where like things have to be better and anything anything to like motivate steam to get off its butt and like at least update its fucking ui you know what i mean like i like i have petty concerns that could be addressed (laughs) um dude the epic game store is is uh it's gonna put journey on there dude that's surprising dude really yeah yeah journey's on the pc Apparently. I guess so. What remains of Edith Finch is free right now? I'm downloading it as we speak, actually. (laughs) What, Journey or Edith Finch? Uh, Edith Edith Finch. Finch. Because it's free, and it's apparently, like, a really good game. Which which studio made uh, Edith Finch? Um... I don't know. Oh, uh, Giant Sparrow? Uh, I don't know if that means anything to you. I don't know what else Giant Sparrow. But I I just... I've heard really good things about it, and it's free. So, you know, mm-hmm. go and give that a shot. Let me give check something old, real quick. The old, the old college try. Uh, give it the old honest try, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just had, I haven't really looked into it. Uh, I guess I was a little annoyed because it's like, oh boy, another storefront, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to download it now because I can get Edith Finch for free. 
for free. And like, again, I don't mean to be like shelling out for like, oh yeah, buy this thing. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I just, I was shocked. Well, the other thing is like, this is, this is how I can buy Donut County unless Donut County is already available on Steam. Hmm. <laughs> it probably isn't available. Only on, it's probably already available on Steam. Oh, it's the vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's what I keep. Oh, it is. Yeah, it totally is. It's totally available on Steam. Yeah. yeah, I make that mistake too. The vanishing of Ethan Carter and the whatever hoots it of uh, Edith Fitch. Like, I keep mixing them up. Yeah, I, I always get those two confused. The <laughs> they seem to use the same font. Oh, like Ashen. Actually, wait. Oh, actually, Ashen is out on the Epic Game Store, but it's not on, on Steam. So, uh, <laughs> Epic has a couple of exclusive Hades, I don't think is ever coming to Steam. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Ashen might be similar, hmm. which means. Oh, PC, you touted yourself with one unified, like, storefront. Fool, you are splintered. Your house destroyed. (laughs) Adam, can you just narrate the bullshit of the gaming industry one day? Like, I just want to get you a storybook and have you sit down and just be like, There we go. Every once in a while, we'll have a segment of, and now, games industry uh, conference rooms, as narrated by Adam. Gentlemen, we need more money. <laughs> How can we get them? I've got it. Uh, what's going on with you guys? Yeah, I like. I, I don't want to just talk about Hades all day. I I, I don't want to keep lip smacking because I'm trying to not do. Um, let's see, what am I doing? Nothing much. I was in Monterey for a recent trip. Nice. That was kind of fun. Went nice. to the aquarium. Boy, aquarium's really nice. It's good stuff. Um, that's about it. I haven't really been doing much recently. I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. I've been playing a lot of. Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of boring at the moment. Nothing really too much going on in my life. You're just getting ready for the new year is what's happening. You're, you're getting ready for the fight. Pretty much. What about you, Zach? How about you, Zach? Uh, Besides... Uh, I'm sick and doing lots of things related to it. Besides your body apparently like betraying you, yeah, my any games you're playing? I feel like this is just the theme of my life at this point. Um, any games? I just started playing The Witcher 3. Oh, nice. Yep. Gonna go play as Jer- Jerry of River? Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, one, two, reschedule. Well, I think this little <laughs> session is probably nearing its end. I think so. I, I'm ready. Because we've left it to, to people tip-tapping on computers. Yep. All right, boys. I'll see you next time. Later. Bye, listeners. Have a grand one. Adios. Bye, listeners. Bye.